It is Footy and Frothies, April the 20th, 28th, 2021. Uh, back again with Barney, uh, break-even Barney, Ollie the Oracle from Rugby League, in my opinion, and making his return after a, a month or so off. The Gump's back as well. How are you, Gump? He'll kick yeah, off mate, with you. Good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Footy's still good. A few more upsets and whatnot happening now, so starting to sort themselves out a bit with the footy, but no, good to be back. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts over the last couple of weeks without you that you've that's come to your attention, or oh, just tackle teams as we go? Go through. You know, the, the obvious, I, I guess, with Manly and Tommy Turbo coming back, it's no, I don't think it's any coincidence that they've scored double the amount of points with him in the team yeah. in two weeks than they could score five weeks without him. So, you know, that maybe they were a team that weren't in the reckoning for people's eight after five rounds and maybe people are starting to change their mind as a, maybe them as a seventh or eighth spot kind of team if Tommy and that can stay on the field. I don't know about their depth, but, well, you know. Yeah, I think we brought it up last week or maybe touched on it that we might have jumped the gun a bit on complaining about the competition being too predictable because it seems most seasons... Pre-season predictions seem correct for the first five weeks or so, but then things start to change. Then teams lower on the ladder start to get better, um, start getting some cohesion, and usually there are a couple of surprise teams in the top eight. So I, I, I hope that happens because a close competition is a good competition. I want upsets every week, even if they do come at, at the expense of my team every now and then. Um, Injury yeah. and suspension will play a big part as well, as yeah. it always does. But. Yeah, but other other than that, you know, I'm I'm still a bit surprised the Cowboys stringing three wins together. They haven't convinced <laughs> me no, that, no, no. that no, they're we're... a side that can sort of do too much more than three wins and they might win a couple more throughout the year. They haven't yeah. convinced me at all. No, so, I'm yet to see. Apart from, well, yeah, let's just say they're probably lucky. I know it's, it's hard to be lucky and win three in a row, but I thought they were lucky in probably two of those games. Yeah, their attacks improved a fair bit, but yeah, yeah there's still a lot of question marks around the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, in terms of, of them going forward, and they've already signed new halves for next year, so where does that leave the blokes that are playing there this year? Sort of, yeah. And, are you even playing for? Well, you're not playing for a contract for the Cowboys. Blokes like Drinkwater and that. If they're obviously not in their plans. To, to me, it, yeah. If you're Drinkwater, you're, aren't you trying to get out of there quick as you can now? Well, 100. percent Because you're not. You're not getting any of top three spots. Well, I don't well, know if Dean pushes him out straight away. That well, might be a Todd would. Uh, oh, well, we'll just finish the intro. Problem. Sorry, so, yeah. Ollie. How are you? Sorry, I'll get uh, back there. We'll I'm get pre- to that, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm pretty good. That's Elijah in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I just wanted to say about the Cowboys. People are talking about drink water. And when I put up a post the other night, people are saying... That's oh, good to ask you how Barney is too. Yeah. Hello, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, because we're, we're, we're talking about it No, now, no, I'll so. come back to that, but I said I'll finish yeah. my, yeah. For my own... Uh, I'm in a bit of a OCD. mood, actually. I've had a, <laughs> so. had a pretty rough week and... Um, yeah, so I'm in a bit of a mood, yeah, this, so this could get interesting later yeah, on today. Commiserations to the loss for your loss over the weekend, mate. Thank um, you, mate. Sorry to hear about that. Harley, your beautiful Labrador, um, passed away. So yeah, he did. Never a fun time. So and then thoughts the sharks played like absolute dog shit a couple of days later, and their <laughs> work hasn't been great. The body's been giving me a bit of grief, but I'm life moves along. <laughs> now back to uh, Ollie. Back to your point. Was it Eric? Oh yeah. Well, what I just want to say about the Cowboys. People are talking about drink water, but honestly. I think their best half, at least over the past few weeks, has been Ben Hampton. Now, he's not been amazing, but I don't think it's a coincidence that ever since he's come into the starting 
seven that they have looked a better side and that they have won three games in a row. I think he started there for four games this year and they've won three of them now. Um, He's got a bit more direction out of the yeah. side. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. He, Holmes yeah. is still the last touch that yeah. gets him the points at he, the end he, of the day. He's not a he's not a world beater, and I don't see him starting over a Dearden or a Townsend next year. But I think, yeah, a, a lot of people because I put up the post saying, you know, Ben Hampton probably needs to get a, a bit more praise than he has been, and all the people have been talking about Drinkwater. Well, honestly, I think he's probably better than Drinkwater. Like from what I've seen this year, this time last year I had massive raps on Ben Hampton. I was rapping him as, but he's, I think he was playing. Center, he was playing center, playing center yeah, last he year, injured, yeah. and then he, he just sort of dis- got injured and just sort of never came yeah, back. Never came so. back yeah. Well, for a while at Melbourne, he was until Brody Croft had a couple of good games. He was supposed to be the the heir apparent to Cooper Cronk, and then when he went to the Cowboys, he was supposed to be the replacement for Jonathan Thurston until Jake Clifford came along. So he's had raps on him, but we've just not seen him play first grade enough, at least in the halves. To um, make a bit of a name for himself. Well, and um, I saw an interview with Todd Payton where he was quite non-committal about everything. Really, he basically said, "We've signed two blokes, but they're not." Well, everything's up in the air with, with in the way the Payton's speaking. But yeah. you're not paying good money to play those blokes in Reggie's. That's right. That's right. So they're gonna they're gonna play. Is so where does it leave? Well, Clifford's already on his way out. We won't see Clifford. And, and the irony is, we won't see Clifford again in first grade well, now until next no. year. And not. then you've got and Dearden, we might not see again. No, and drink water and and Hampton. Where does that sort of leave them now at the Cowboys? You know, and sides always want halves and and players like them in their team. So I I don't know how disruptive it is in terms of that. Like Tal Malolo hasn't played since Peyton gave him a serve in round one. Mm. Like, managed to break both his hands. Well, that's what I mean. He's broken both his hands. It, when do you see him? Yeah, is, well, he's he, been named this he week. Spat, but yeah, but I mean, is he spat, right. has he taken his bat and ball and gone home? Yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting... Sorry, as we get our... Go on for barn. Get our callers distributed. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the iron... There's two things because two two points I was going to raise. Just I don't know how we end up down this path. But, no, me either. <laughs> uh, that's fine. <laughs> but we're there. There is this. There's a push now where it's perceived that everyone needs a small forward, and like teams aren't oh, actually yeah. teams that are playing with them aren't actually having any success. Like they're having points. Like Peachy's playing alright. Connor Watson's playing alright, but they're not changing the dynamic of the footy. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mumbai's been used the last two weeks with very little. He's looked okay in attack, but oh god, he can't defend. Um, <laughs> Is there this perception next year everyone needs a small forward? I, I don't buy into it right now, to be honest with you, but because it's not working. But maybe they'll keep a drink water or Hampton to play 13. But you know what? And I agree with you. I think you can't they're wrong. drink water with in the, the middle. No. Nah, oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> but with, it, this, yeah. with the small 13 sort of doing that ball distribution stuff at the moment, and I watched the Roosters game closely last week, and for the first 20 minutes when they had Radley there t- – taking the first pass, turning his back and distributing, they looked average. Then as soon and that as, was the same. The then week as before, soon as, they looked really correct. side to side. Then as yeah. soon as Radley went out and they started to give the ball straight to Walker or to Hutchison, they looked so much better. I, if you've got a halfback, surely they're a better proposition to take the first pass than a lock. Yeah. It's the way I look at the game, like surely. Yeah, I think they play that, the, the lock too tight. I think it, if you are going to play with that small forward, he needs to be sweeping around the outside and just popping up between the halfback and the 5'8", correct. or even again out between the 5'8 and the centre, sort of as a second fullback more than that middleman. But it's yeah. the same as when a prop's taking the first pass and passing it to the halfback. Not much ever happens. No, it generally From doesn't. That, it, not much ever happens. 
Evans. It, it's a block play that's that's boring. Well, and everyone knows exactly what's coming. Well, that's right. Half so. giving it to five eights are most. Of, look at the teams now where half gives it to five eight. Yeah. Reynolds giving it to Benji yeah. or to Walker yeah, or sweeping Luai and Cleary, and, yeah. and they're the teams that are having the success yeah. at the moment that it, are sort of. When they're attacking, they're not using forwards. If it locks, like that, that's more forward than that lock. If it was up to me, I wouldn't be playing him as a catch and pass kind of guy. That's the guy you want digging into the line and either playing just before the line or just after the line well, and engaging the line, and then you break up yeah. your defenses. Well, touching on, on the outside, touching on, we, we said how bad that Melbourne Roosters game was for an hour. Mm. The whole game changed when Harry Grant and Brandon Smith started actually just running Pushing direct through the middle. Yeah, it just changed the game and the dynamic of the game. Um, right, we may as well keep waffling because well, a, lot of footy, a lot of the footy in the last couple of weeks has been very side to side, and yeah. it's caught a few teams out. Yeah, there needs to be a bit more direct footy, I think. Yeah, uh, look at look at even Manly on the weekend, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, while we're waffling on with um, random opinions, the eighteen team conference has been floated today. It's not news per se. I went digging today. There's no actual really proposal about it. No one's actually clarified yeah. what that means beyond two conferences and potentially a Queensland conference and a yeah. Sydney conference. Uh, Ollie, your thoughts on it? Well, when we were watching NRL 360 before Peter Volandis came on and said they've floated the idea around and the idea has kind of spiralled from the 17th Brisbane team. So, sorry, the 17th club coming in. So there's nothing concrete. There's not been a plan put out is just something that's at the moment being discussed personally I don't mind it but it depends on how it's set out so I don't mind the Sydney regional conference whatever for the regular season you play teams in your own conference twice into conference games once I've always been a proponent on trying to get fans back to games and trying to heighten these rivalries which a lot of them are dormant these days how many rivalries are there where you're like oh that was big 20 years ago or something in terms of local rivalries yeah it boost attendance I think and we would see a lot of intrigue um, and, and a bit more tribalism in the game and obviously yes you would be versing teams in a conference but it'd be once a year um, it, it, they'd only play each other once and you know you, you would still get a few games where the top team from one conference is going to verse one of the top teams from another conference so there's interest there where it gets me is when it comes to finals time I don't like the separate final structures I think you take the top four from one Super conference Bowl, yeah. yeah the top four from the other conference and then a, a top eight as usual um, because you want an opportunity for the two best teams to verse every year sure if it is a Super Bowl type thing you might get the Roosters versing the Storm in the grand final anyway, hypothetically, if they're the top two teams in their conference, but it's not yeah, but You're not going to get two Sydney teams playing each other. No, that's well, that's the, the, that's the thing. Realistically. Yeah, every team needs an opportunity to verse each other in that grand final. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's where I'd change the... Well, not even the proposal, because there's not been a proper proposal, but what's been floating around online. I think you still need a combined top eight, but I'm fine with the conference system for the regular season. Steve Jobs, your thought? <laughs> I was trying to think of what he looked like. I was going to say a burglar. Right, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, his screen's coming making up. Making him even angrier now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm sort of with Ollie on the regular week-to-week thing. I don't mind the two two uh, playing each team twice in your own conference and then one in the interconference. Um, I'm not sure it boosts attendance in the, the other conference, the Sydney one, yes. That's true, But yep. the, the outside one where you've got the Warriors travelling to North Queensland and Canberra travelling all over the place and Newcastle and stuff. But, but the thing gonna is, It's going to affect too, a lot of that. The, the travelling fans. Yeah, I guess a sort of a, a a bit of a weak argument I'd give for that is if you do segregate those teams, although not a lot of them are close together, 
you don't have pre-established rivalries, but there is the chance for them to, to develop, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah there's a the chance get, for them to develop. You're not going to get 4,000 people from so you're not Newcastle get... jumping on a plane going to uh, yeah, Queensland every right. and Canberra's, twice Canberra's, a year. Even, yeah. even home attendance for those teams, let's say, yeah, if Canberra that, versus that the Warriors improve. and they've got a bit of a rivalry, maybe more Raiders. I'm, I'm not saying we're going to get full stadiums every week or anything, but I, I think we yeah. would see a, an increase. And uh, again, yeah. with the final series, I don't really like the whole idea of a separate conference and then the top two teams play each other at the end. Um, we're in a million groups and we have a million conversations about footy. I did float an idea earlier today, whereas the way I'd probably look at a final series is having a top six from each conference. So one plays six, two plays uh, five, three plays four. The bottom two losers are out. Then a semi-final and a final. This, the losers of the semi-final play each other, so then you've got a top three from each side, and then you do it all again as a top six in a grand final sort of series, mash it all up that way. But it, it's a lot of planning that you'd have to, you know, the go format, through. And... The format that it's in now stinks. No good. It's There's no thought being put into it because at the moment the NRL – props up every team. So if you're in the conference that's out of Sydney, how much extra money are they going to have to get from the NRL to travel? The travel Sydney budgets. teams don't have yeah, travel budgets. They're yeah. going from Campbelltown to Penrith or from Penrith to Manly so there's no travel yeah. budget to start with. Mm-hmm. So then we talk about inequities of money straight away. Well, so you can't do that no, now with the inequity. They talk about inequities with salary cap and that now so now they're going to say, alright, well you're giving North Queen... North Queensland another three thousand or three million dollars, so they travel. Yeah, sure. but, and and even the semi final system, and and, and yeah. now well, that's at, true because you're going to every city team's basically training at home, warming up at home, cooling correct. down at home, two hours and, drive, and a, less than so two hour drive. So, but to, to say that on the other point, at the moment, the other conference, Melbourne, are threes on to win it every year. That's right. <laughs> and the Sydney conference is stronger. Yeah. It, the way that everything sits now. And I know that. So Melbourne that, that win, was that, a cons- win that by the length of the straight every year. Yeah. Well, the, the problem I have is, yeah, essentially, let's say let's say there's a bit. Let's say the big six this year, five will be in one conference. Correct. So, so if they're going to do conferences, Melbourne are going to be twenty straight, and like, what does it all mean? They've got it. You know, draw them out of a hat. Yeah. So then at least the travel's the same yeah, for everybody yeah. else. They put the six or eighteen teams in a hat and draw them out. Your group. A your group, and your yeah. group B, yeah. and we make I a could draw probably live with that. according to that. And if, oh, and and if, if you really want to get a path of seeding him, you could possibly even seed him. Or whatever, but draw him out of that. Yeah. You know what? If you draw him out of that, it's going to end up pretty even. That's right. Seriously, if we I, did I, it now. I think that, and I also think if, if they're – yeah, I don't mind Ollie's idea of the, the four and four. At least that's better than – I just don't like the idea of, say, for example, South's not getting a crack at a grand final. Um, if and, they're the second best team, just and, to throw a name, out. and you know what? In the end, are they doing? They're doing it for revenue, but are they doing it to well? So we're giving out three trophies that year. You win one we conference, yeah. and you win another conference. They want three and then, grand finals, and they, they want three grand finals. For are you really going to care? Like, if par- if, if the Bulldogs finals. next year win the conference, a you going to give a shit? shit. Does it mean it to you? Uh, but because it's, it's not ingrained in you. Well, it's the same so. as the grand final where of just say pool or the out of Sydney pool. Melbourne are going to be in it every year playing someone and winning by 40. Yeah. The way that it stands now, Canberra's the only team that would get within a bull's roar of them on a good day. And how are the – the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poorer even more so because why are you going to go – why would you go then play for the team running last in the weaker conference? Well, you're not. Yeah. You're not. So it it needs a lot of thought and before – look – and then, what I've heard, it won't happen before 2026. Yeah. Because the new broadcast deal comes up in 23, so there's no way they're going to get 
it up and running before then. No. Before then, well, so they, it they wouldn't the happen. Extra team as well, anyway. You know, you're you're the, you know who has the final say on this? Because crowds don't matter, uh, clubs don't matter, TV's all that matters. Because TV's ninety percent of revenue. They're trying and if to they get. Turn and go, we want if they turn and go, we want fifteen games a week. They'll find a way to have fifteen games a week. Well, they're trying to get Channel Ten to bid as well. That's mm. that's. The, the rumour going around that Channel 10 is showing some interest but probably want a little bit extra than what's happening now to yeah. put the price up, I guess, and see how interested Channel 9 are. Because if, if there's no competition against 9, they're not getting the best value yeah, for money. That's right. Um, yeah, the only other thing I'd say about expansion um, is, and people will hate it and it's not going to happen, there'll be, you know, uh, riots and all the rest of it. But if you're legitimate about expanding... Uh, teams need to relocate. You can't, oh. in an expanding comp, have St George and Cronulla two k's away from each other. You've got to, I'm not, they're just to, to name a couple, yeah. or you've got to move one of the, and the idea of, um, you know, West just moving full time to Campbelltown, that sort of works because that at least gets them out to that inner West, or you, you pick up the bigger comp there as a feeder. Um, but there probably needs to be, yeah, say a Cronulla, for example. I'm not saying go to Perth or something stupid, but move, try and get a team into Central Coast full and time. Well, South and East are two kilometres away That's from right. Well, they, they're not even that. Yeah. They so, overlap yeah. in terms of... And then if you're going to start talking mergers, you're merging South and Roosters, two of the biggest clubs going correct. around. Parramatta and Penrith, two of the biggest clubs yeah. going around. Um, oddly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. The thing is, it, it makes at, it those clubs at that size can are sustainable and... They'll, they'll be fine, but it's more, like I said, it's your Cronulla. It, it probably is your West, but West can just move to, back to Wests. Manly is in the arsehole of Sydney, and it probably needs to, like, it's just the worst place ever. Well, a lot of the clubs are in a better financial position than they've been in out. a long time, to be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, I was just saying, in terms of if, if you're going to grow the game, that I think is a starting point mm. more than trying to reinvent the wheel, but I don't know if it's all well, another, fine. Another New Zealand team. And I've just that bill. Uh, uh, yeah, what, uh, what is it? North and South Island or something? It's just about. It'd it's, have to be. You know what? It's about running them properly too. Like I've heard discussions around the Warriors, and they've they've the Warriors have been in the comp twenty six years, yeah. and really they haven't been successful. They've made a couple of, of grand finals. Been they've been bailed out twice. They've been bailed out two times. Titans were only bailed out what a couple of years. back. And they've already had. They've always had the juniors, New Zealand. Yeah. Well, they come here and play or whatever, and, and our mm, clubs clearly, find yeah. them. So they've obviously got them, but they're missing them the same as the Tigers do and let yeah. blokes go. So it's yeah. a similar type of situation with them. So if you have a second New Zealand team, it's no good having a second basket case like the Warriors. So they've got to make sure and that this is the thing. Ultimately, you can't legislate for stupidity. Well, no. So if you go and put a name names, a potential <laughs> West Tigers-esque board in charge of a new club, they're only going to run the ground. They're well, going to be at the same spot. Generally. You have to go and get someone. You'd think the logical – if you're starting the give them Brisbane Firehawks, really, the only way you're going to have – I'm say the only way. The you need to have a Bellamy there from the start well, you want, as a coach, as a correct. advisor or a director. You, you want a Bellamy, the Storm a Bennett, blueprint. Or a, yeah. They won the second year they were in it. And I, so since yeah. then, they've been, they've been a success since day one, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they may have missed the finals and not won it, yeah. but since day one they've been a success. So That's the blueprint, isn't it? He he almost should be signing signing one if you're going to start a second Brisbane team. I'd be trying to get Craig Bellamy himself. Yep, and say so he's going to, he's got a five year deal here to start it up. And oh Cameron, look, here's Cameron, Cameron Smith. Smith. Yeah, things like the NRL did. Because then all of a sudden you might get a monster. All of a sudden you got the big three. Yeah, also, well, and we've got that culture straight away. Yeah. 
like with the Titans where they put Annesley in there and he fixed up the Titans there. Yeah. The NRL, yeah. you know, has, probably has to start appointing people to, to start up franchises. But And it's yeah. no coincidence that when they've got Mal Meninga in, they've started to have some success and sign players and, and whatnot even with that. So blokes like him that he probably would admit he's not the most astute football brain, mm. but he's got pulling power to get players and... Well, we, through the door. He, as, and if you watch the whatever it is, the Titans doco, he literally went and sat in Tino's lounge room and said, come play with us. And he went, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. And it's the same as the power that I guess Gus Gould's had at, at yeah. different clubs. Yeah, and people yeah. can say he did nothing with Penrith. Well, he had a five-year plan. It so, probably took a little bit longer. But success is but, in the... But success is in his DNA. Yeah. Where, and where he the is, results are there for themselves. Uh, it's probably the foundations enough. in, yeah. That's probably enough pie yeah, in the sky. So. Um, some actual news. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Dearden has signed with the Cowboys for three years. I guess a good signing, as we said. Uh, Peyton got both his men, so two smart enough signings. In Looks a like a prospect. I'm team. still not sure if he's ready just at the moment, but... Well, you're going to need to you need to play him to, yeah, for him to get right. ready, don't and you? So. And you're partnering with a premiership-winning halfback. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes except for this weekend. He was yeah, he was pretty average this weekend. <laughs> Brent Naden two-year deal with the Door Dogs. So the Deal Dogs. The Deal Dogs. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't had a beer all week. It just came back on me. The Deal Dogs or even the Bulldogs. Um, I guess another smart enough. They need some. They need some strike power and they need pace and stuff. Yeah, they need pace. They've they've got Burton next year. They've got Naden. They've got Adokar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they have three got something, blokes yeah. that have got some speed. They they now need. A nine, yeah. Which I think they may have gone a little bit overboard with the outside backs. At, but Brandon, <laughs> at the moment, well, but. they're still Brandon Smith, definitely on their radar. And I yeah, know, yeah, and the English bloke was on their radar, wasn't he? The yeah, the Clark, yeah, Clark, Darren Clark, or, yeah. yeah and, and there's a few blokes that are playing second fiddle at a few other clubs that you probably wouldn't be. Yeah. The thing is, if you like put those Kenny four blokes or, into a team, all of a sudden DWZ and Will Hopwide get more ball, and all of a sudden they become. Well, I'm also hearing. Very strong rumours that Matt Dufty will sign with the Bulldogs. Yes, I've heard that. It's a, that all I've of a sudden, it is pace. It's pace. Do you play him or Adakar at fullback? Oh, it's, well, you play Adakar on the wing then. Yeah. But if he's signed as a fullback, I think he's got a, whatever clause he's got. But, yeah, if you're getting Dufty, you play him at one. For sure, oh, that's you, pace. Well, you, it, you couldn't really play him anywhere I, else. I don't, I don't think you could play anywhere else defensively. Right. Yeah. Uh, the and the other rumor reported by James Hooper was that Reynolds is meant for a three deal at the Sharks 800, for eight hundred. Apparently, uh, and as an extension, of that they offered Sean Johnson four hundred, which I guess is essentially well, <laughs> we don't want you anymore. Door, yeah, it's basically, well, he's not going to take four when there's offers no, on, when there's others around. So it looks like Reynolds. Hot chance to head to Cronulla and Sean Johnson probably going to the free market. Uh, the other big rumour, which I, I don't know, surely you offer Johnson more than 400. I would have thought it, well, that's yeah. basic. Let's not talk about the Sharks board. Um, it's probably stuff Gumpy knows as well that we yeah. dwell on. Um, but that's essentially a, a fuck you, really. Yeah, I fucking know if it is. That's stupidity, yeah. in my opinion. Well, they don't obviously right. don't want him, but it's a does it come back to he's a um. He's a Morris boy, and the Morris boys look like they're on the way out. Toby Rudolph's been linked to the Dogs tonight, apparently, and um, the other rumour floating around was Katoni Staggs is 
very, very close to Parramatta. Parramatta, yeah. But um, those last yeah, two are rumours. Fucking half the shit that you hear. So pretty just sure it's just made up said it at yeah. some point. <laughs> yeah, so that's <laughs> enough it, of that. Uh, injury news. Paul Turner's out for the season from the Warriors. Uh, Jared Croker, two weeks for a very timely shoulder injury. Um, <laughs> to go with Hodgson's well. very timely calf injury. Uh, they did you know, straight up drop uh, Papi, so... That's another Rested, interesting club. apparently. Yeah. Rested. Uh, Valamai Sam Williams basic return from injury in New South Wales Cup for them this week. Papa Lee is not a bloke that you need to be dropping. Just like, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll on get to get to later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, George Jennings and Nelson both need to, uh, both rested for HIA this week. Uh, for the Titans, Herbert and Lasoni looks like they're both out for a month. So that's the injury news there. Okay. Judiciary news, uh, Josh Curran... Cut it was off. cleared, yes. so that was the main one. Probably should have so been. Should, should have been. I agree with that as well. Uh, back to the point about though, um, everything changes after six weeks. It's like players pop up. No one was talking about Josh Carr, and no. no one even knew he was at the start of the year. And no. Now he's on everyone's radar. Doesn't take much, but and rightfully so, I think. Um, he was impressive on the what weekend. Effort. Yeah. PCTC news uh, from the tipping comp. Kaz and the Polar Bear both tipped seven this week. Yeah, very good. So good for them. They Polar Bear and Irish Tony leading the comp on 42. Snarky 41 and then a bunch including Paulo, Kaz, uh, 20 on 40. So all much further ahead than us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from third to 18th is separated by three points down to 39. Uh, you, you're on 37 points in 26th and I'm... Fifth, uh, fifth from the bottom on thirty-four points. Heaps <laughs> mm. good. So we'll talk about Flying. Supercoach Part Two, I suppose. Uh, unless you really want to do it now. No, all good. Okay, good. All right. Um, <laughs> shall we start looking at any other news, boys? I think we've probably covered off pretty well. Ah, it's pretty much. <coughs> good, I think. Uh, let's look at the results from the first round. Uh, Penrith twenty-four defeated the Knights six. Uh, where I thought Newcastle did a pretty good effort to not be beaten by much, much more. Uh, Barney stats. Yeah, we had four tries to one, three out of four conversions for Penrith and one out of one for the new okay. for Newcastle. Uh, there's a penalty goal for Penrith as well. 82% completion, played 81%, 40 out of 49 sets and 34 out of 42. Four line breaks to two, 27 tackle busts for Penrith and 20 for Newcastle, nine offloads to seven. Uh, the Knights forced to drop out, no 40-20s. 396 tackles, played 432. Uh, three ruck infringements apiece. Two penalties conceded by Penrith and four by Newcastle. Eleven errors played nine. Mitch Kenny with 54 tackles. Braley with 65. Toto with 336 metres. <laughs> Ponga with 179. Uh, Cleary missed three tackles. Martin missed three as well, but he made 27. Cleary made 30, so it's not too bad on ah. that front. Tuala missed three out of 26 and Frizzell four out of 46. There wasn't too much going on with the missed tackles in this one. That was pretty solid defence. Cleary made 96 supercoach points. To'o with 89. Another two Penrith players before you got down to Kurt Mann with 78 points. Gumpy, can lead us off. Uh, what did you takeaways? I thought it was – I liked, I enjoyed the game. Mm. Um, Newcastle were, were gutsy considering that the – few weeks before they were up and down and sort of didn't really show much but I thought that they probably showed a little bit like a lot of ticker and could have got beat by 40 I guess but Penrith were just Penrith death by a thousand cuts again they you know Luai was good 
Toto is just unbelievable. He, yeah. he is my favourite player in the comp. He's a, he's he's a man crush for me. Like I, I, is he New South Wales winger? Uh, well, I'd pick him. But Should be. Well, eh? It's look, the issue. Look, yeah. I'd, I'd pick him in Height. terms of, of just he gets your sets off to a good start. Doesn't he? What? Like he's just – he gets them on the front foot. Bad comparison. Uh, he's this year's David Nofaluma, but doing it twice as well. And they didn't want to touch him because they've got their big boys they like. But even I then, think he's in the squad. Then, if he, he no, seemed to notice if he, they get a quick play the ball, he'll come infield looking for it as yeah, well, yeah. and then jump you on the back when? of a quick play Espe- the ball. Especially second half, bouncing off really people. second half, he starts as soon as those forwards get tight. He's and he very rarely gets charge. dropped by the first bloke. He and he's runs usually into. doing <laughs> a lot of those second half sets. He's having the first and third hit ups. Yeah, yeah. like well, and people are saying like. The guy on the other wing, oh, no super cage points. And Charlie Staines doesn't need to do the hit-ups because right. Toto's doing them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Charlie Staines can stay out there and be a finisher. He's doing the job that the coach wants him to do because if he wasn't, they've got someone else to put in the side. So I think yeah, he's I, getting I, a bit of a, a bad rap. I think people really fall into a, a spectrum of looking at footy games through super coach now. I think when now. you find and, uh, uh, yeah, he's. He, I could not think of one moment that Charlie Staines let the team down. No, he, he, so. look, he does. He's doing the job the coach is asking him to do. Yeah, the same as Toto is. But look, Penrith again, and I think they'll win the comp. And I haven't seen anything now or another team that I think, other than I guess Melbourne. I, mm. I guess they're next level as well. But at the moment, all being equal, I think that Penrith. Uh, the team to beat, and I'll, I'll stick with that until they're not. I see, well, <laughs> until I see otherwise, yeah. until I see a team, and I don't know that Melbourne are far behind them, but mm. you know, Newcastle were gutsy, Penrith were really good. You're Bunny, you were saying, Oh, I thought the Penrith pack fired up considering the way that um, last week they were dominated in patches against the Broncos. Um, they went right for the first try. <laughs> we were all we'll put our money on, on them going down the left, but nice little grubber in blind. They did not for, long after. For Crichton, yeah, and they did it a couple more times after that. <laughs> but, um, and the the forwards just going through the middle, just pulled that defence in and they compressed their defence and as soon as that happened, it was all over. The Penrith just started to expose those edges. Um, that try assist from Kurt Mann, that was fucking next level. That's some yeah. of the best football mm. I think I've seen that bloke play. That was a beautiful little run and broke the broke them apart and a nice offload to, for the Newcastle try. Um, every pen and forward was good. Uh, I don't think there was a bad one out there. Even the blokes on the bench that only got Fisher 15, Harris had his best minutes. game and he, oh, yeah. he's good every week. I but thought, I think he had his best game. Yeah, to, to your point, I thought, especially the first half, Newcastle just got owned. They were kicking out of their own they, forty. They did the whole Completely. first half, and it was Fisher Harris just he just very he was physical. Yeah, he was he owned really them. Physical. They didn't want to. They they weren't man out. This is an origin. A touted origin forward back, and he just like, owned him. Like Clemmer and Saifidi did okay, but you didn't yeah. notice them. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, that's, that's right. How when good the, when the they're kicking from, were, you didn't notice. They were kicking in their own half. I think, I think uh, up after now they hadn't had a tackle in the Penrith twenty, no. something like that, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, like, yeah. The Penrith just outworked the Knights. There's nice that nice little trick play off the back of the scrum that was nice for Edwards. yeah, really good. Um, mm. Edwards was really slick on return. I thought he looked cool. he underrated. Looked good. I I think he's highly underrated player. And 
they they played a few weeks without him, and Crichton at the moment's not a fullback. No, on on what I, no. I saw of him in yeah, playing, he might be other, he might be in time. Week. Yeah. He might be in time, but at the moment he had a much better game in the centres than oh, he, he had at fullback I know the previous three I weeks. I know long term the whole plan was Crichton being one, but Edwards, they should be trying to tie him down for as long as they're trying to tie everyone else down. 100%. And that's good. 260 extra post-contact metres from Penrith just shows you the difference between the packs. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous numbers there. Um, Cleary just had it on a string again with, the, with his kicking game. Just got him around the park. Luai was... Bobbing around and popping up again like he does when they get on the front foot. Yo and Kenny, I thought were two of the better forwards, and then you got Toe, man. Like, <laughs> what do you say about that kid, man? He was brilliant. Man was um, pretty much Newcastle's only spark, I thought, in attack for a lot of the night. Ponga tried a little bit, but he didn't really get involved too much. Yeah. Braley was solid as he has been every game this year. But Sixty-five tackles. Uh, I don't know if he missed many, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think he missed one. No, to be yeah. I could, but there was um again Newcastle. We he, the coach seems to have a habit of leaving blokes on the bench and giving them no minutes or ten minutes. I don't, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I don't, don't understand. I don't know why you do that to your rotation. But. Ollie, your opinion. Well, first of all, I must apologise for dipping out for ten or so <laughs> minutes there. Um, we all missed you. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet all the feedback's going to be that was the best 10 minutes of the podcast I ever heard. Barney launched three new products while you are gone, so that's good. <laughs> oh. um, no, well, watching this one for me, it was clear I, I, I was at the game and I like to keep a close eye on the opposition, obviously, because I watch Penrith every week and we know what they do. Yeah. It was blindingly clear to me that Pong is Newcastle's best player. And that's saying something considering the output their Ford's put in that first week. Like, he just changes that team completely when he comes in. Um, he gave them a chance. For me, I thought for most of... When Penrith were up 10-6, it sort of looked like they thought, OK, we're going to win this game. Let's manage it a bit. And then sort of towards the end, that's when they they put him to the sword. But yeah, I, I, don't, I thought Newcastle were, were gutsy. They were all right. And it was off the back of, I think, Kalen Ponga, who did a lot of work, especially in attack. He looked very dangerous for the majority of the game. Penrith were able to contain him in the end, but geez, yeah, as I said, he was dangerous. So that was a big thing for me. I think Kalen Ponga is like, forget even your Mitchell Pierces or your, your Daniel Saifides when it comes to it in terms of pure talent and what they can do at their best. Kalen Ponga is the best player for Newcastle. I'll write that down. I forgot to mention that. Uh, <laughs> Frizzell and Barnett, they were probably the best forwards on the park for Newcastle, mm. but... There's a gap between the two, I think. I don't know that I've seen somebody ever like Caelan Ponga who, from off the mark, goes from inside to outside a player and can beat him on the outside yeah. or look dangerous that quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's not a step, it's not a sw- it's just the way he moves. Pops, jump. It, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it, basically that's what it is. Yeah. And, and if he doesn't beat them, he's certainly asking the next bloke in defence to make a decision Start to change yeah. the all the time to, yeah. to change things. He's still, and, he's and still frozen right. enough he's, where um, he's a long, your wing is always in play too in that situation. because he's, he's a long way ahead of anyone in that team, yeah. and but probably in most teams. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we're, talking, so. we're talking a high-quality player. Well, if he can reach his best, and again, this is all like speculation, he will be the best player in the game if he can. Like that, it's just, you, you sort of see it. it yeah, I know it's hard. Um, but... But, yeah, it, it's sort of like a Latrell Mitchell, that level. Like, you, you, you just see these blokes play and you know at their best, like, who's going to stop them, honestly. Yeah. Like, 
We're in a golden age at the moment, aren't we? As you know. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. So, yeah, I, I just – you touched on it, but I don't think it can be state it, – it's sort of understated in just how good Nathan Cleary is. There's just times when he needs to touch a ball three times in a set. He does it. There's times when he doesn't touch it at all, when he doesn't need to. It's just – the last two weeks, especially, I've just seen to notice it. I don't know if it's because I'm looking for it or expecting it, but it's just he's the best halfback in the game. Yeah, uh, very rarely gets the same kick wrong either. Yeah, like, well, and yeah. even when, even when the one set therefore was good, I think he kicked a forty twenty or close to it, and mm. they might have been last week and started him again. It was last three two ones. Uh, I'm going three Fisher Harris because I I loved what he did for a big period of that. Uh, two for two o, and then one for either. But oh, I didn't mention him, but. Like, Matt Burton's now become almost one of the best centres in the game in the space of a, a few weeks. I know he's running off some pretty good balls, but he hits. He doesn't miss At holes when he, yeah, when he gets the right times. ball. Defensively, I can't say the same, but in attack, Cheesy hits those right holes. Well, I um, think Momorowski is going to find it hard to get back into the team. He, I, I if, was, they're fair, if they're fair income. I was watching that game last week saying he needs to be in his 13, right? Burton. Burton's got to be... Well, he's got to be in their team now that they've said we want to keep him and he's integral to our year. Yeah. And now if they sort of put him out for Momorowski, then he's probably got every reason to turn around and say, well, let me go and play first grade at the Bulldogs for the rest of the year because I'm really not in your top 17. So I think that if they're fair income, they've got to pick him. What a headache to have. You've got oh. Burton, who one of the best, as you said, centres in the game, period. Attacking centres, definitely. And you've got Momorowski, who I've said week on week, is probably one of, if not the best, defensive centre in the game. Like The, the thing is, as well, it gives... They, they can they have the option now of resting Cleary all of origin, if they want, and not missing, not really missing a beat, because they can just, just plug Burton in. Well, Luai and Burton have never lost as a halves combo in the NRL. Yeah, yeah. So... So if they just say if Cleary has the three Origin games, they can rest him the two weeks in between and they'll be fine. Hey. But then again, there is a chance, and I know it's not Origin time yet, but it's looking for me more and more likely each week that Luai will be partnering him. I don't think he partners him, but I think he's in the squad. Fittler will play White at six. Yeah, I, I can't imagine him not. And I, and I suspect... Oh, we'll get to Canberra in a minute, but does see. White end up moving a fullback, though, for a bit for Canberra? No, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm saying three Fisher-Harris... Two two oh one for either Burton Cleary or um or Louis or whoever else you want to pick. Any any thoughts here? Or you can shuffle him around. Yeah, I would have had two oh for three. Um when was the last time you heard of a bloke making three hundred and three? Yeah, I'd have I'd have top or three um, Fish it's Harris. The two. record okay. for any back, isn't it? Or winger at least three hundred and twenty seven. It would have to be close Because I think Teddy three. had the record at two nine nine or something, or two anyway. Um he was tremendous. Okay, I'm fine yeah, with 203. But I thought, I, I'm looking from the point of view is Fisher Harris set up that game more than 20. Yeah. Really. But I find 323 three, uh, for 202 for Fish, one for Clearing. Burton. Clearing, you, you could you, Like, there's a few you could chuck. Like, even Pong is probably the only one from Newcastle who comes close for me. You could I'd go Luai, I think. We'll go Luai. Yeah. He's. Yeah, all right. So th- that'll mean with that, just off the top of my head, um, Brian to- oh, tops the the Daggy M's once again because he's going to be at least. I feel like one there's some uh, results fixing going here, Oliver, from you. Results fixing. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. It's not me. Talk to GT. I'm literally just we'll putting get, in what we'll he talk about that. What then. he sends yep. me. Fair enough. No, fair enough. <laughs> Bunny's forty defeated the Titans thirty. Is this the new face of league? Seventy point averages in games because I think it's more and more unlikely it's going to happen more and more, but. Uh, Barney, some stats, and then we'll talk things. <laughs> five tries for the Titans, six for Souths. Five out of five conversions. Played five out of six. 
for the Rabbits and three penalty goals. 85% completion for the Titans, 89 for Souths. 39 out of 34 sets, played 34 out of 38. Nine line breaks to seven, 47 tackle busts by the Titans and 30 by Souths. 11 offloads played seven, Titans forced a dropout, 40-20 from Souths. 354 tackles for the Gold Coast, played 299 for Souths. Four ruck infringements to one, four penalties conceded to five, five errors apiece. Rain made 40 tackles, Murray made 46. Thompson made 262 metres and AJ made 100... Uh, Alex Johnson made 197 metres. Uh, their halves missed three tackles again. Um, they, they seem to be popping up every week from the Titans to miss more tackles than anybody else, the two halves. Uh, McIntyre missed four. Walker missed five and only made two tackles. Well, wow. <laughs> yeah. so but def- play, yeah, defending all over the shop as and well. Gay guy made five tackles and missed fifteen. Uh, sorry, made fifteen and missed five. I think he missed three of those tackles in one David Fafita to play. Yeah, Reynolds missed seven as well. See, so that's again the halves. My concern with South. See yeah. that, and that's why last time I was on, I asked Barney for the missed tackles, and I knew which players had come up. Yeah. Your Walkers, your Reynolds, yeah. guys like that. That. They're missing a high percentage. Like in the other match you mentioned, someone made 47 and missed three. Well, it's not significant. Yeah. But if you're attempting seven, like walking in, you miss five, you're behind. Yep. You're be- as far yeah. as I'm concerned, you're behind. Because you're setting yourself up to have to score 36 every week well, to win the game. Correct. Yeah. Fafita made 153 supercoach points. Corey Thompson with 110. Kula Matangi with 114. And Old Father Time with 105. You are left on the bench in Supercoach. Um, <laughs> in our draft comp company. Uh, Ollie, lead us away. Is Ash Taylor the biggest pot plant in the comp now that Papa was injured? There's <laughs> another Tigers player giving him a run for I his mean, money. He, <laughs> he'll get to him. Uh, well, One. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't say he, he is the biggest pot plant because I think there are a few equally sized pot plants running around in the competition at the moment um, that are all as big as each other. They all hold the record for There's a goal for one of our Origin games. One week, the first week of Origin will be our favourite players. The second week we'll name our pot plant team of the year. Yeah, so um, Ash Taylor, yes, he's he's in that group. Comes already ticking over. Looking forward. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Cohen has with a big C next to his name. He's captain coach. (laughs) And then the Bulldogs. Um, Yeah. Just remember, we're only taking the piss, yeah. guys. Yeah, we're not don't. saying yeah. they're fucking not, rubbish uh, football players and all the rest good of players it. They're in the NRL. <laughs> and I'm sure lovely blokes. And we have, yeah, we're never going to inbox them. Taking a bit, of, fun, yeah, take it a bit, of, take it a bit of the piss. Aren't the Titans lucky to have David Fafita? Like, Jesus Christ, that first half. One thing I also noticed from the first half, and I guess it was a bit of a blessing in disguise that Tino wasn't there. We we're actually pushing the ball back out to the edges a bit. You know, the thing that gave us success last year. <laughs> I agree, and I, I sent it. Um, to the chat about what Denon Kemp posted the other day on Bloke in a Bar. For me at the moment, Corey Thompson's probably the winger for Queensland. Like, uh, other than Fafita and Tino, he's been the next best player. And, like, even in that game against Manly, like, he he, he always gets you about 10, 20 metres each run. He breaks at least one tackle. Like, he's just... He's amazing, um, and I thought. That the thing is, that's not new. He was doing that for the Tigers, and he did it for the Bulldogs go. when yeah. he played for them before him he went to England. Yeah, yeah, just, just made no sense anyway. Yeah, um, uh, we'll do a list of players that the Tigers We've done that. Just, uh, yeah, we did it already. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, I was happy with the result, even with the bunnies coming back in the second half. I didn't really think the Titans would go on with it just because it was the David I thought that, that first no, as, as a Titans fan, can you be though, happy? Can I just 
are, are you actually like David Feeder is amazing, mm. but as a fan of the Titans, his second half stats he made two runs. Like well, that's the thing. Do, like you've got to be if you're getting paid the money he gets paid. You've either got to go and get the ball if you're not getting it, involve yourself in the game, or get somebody that's going to give him the ball because. Really, that was a game they should never got beat. When a bloke plays that good in the first half, they shouldn't get beat from there if they're going to be a competitive side this year. I'd be a little bit disappointed to say he's had two runs in the second half. Like, mm. where were, where was he? Like, Well, my thing is, um, and I agree with that to an extent, because when he did score that hat-trick in the first half, I thought to myself, well, he's not going to have the same impact in the second half because they're just, like, giving the ball to him and expecting magic from him all this first half. So, like, you can't expect him to re- replicate it and you can't expect him to go a full 80 minutes, like, playing that dominant. But why can't so, you expect him to won't. replicate it? If you've done it for 40 minutes, you're on. I just keep giving him the... If someone's on, yeah. you keep giving him the ball. Like, you, you know what? I, it's a simple game plan. It's the same as in under-12s. Give it to the big kid. If the big kid's having a dominant day, you give it to the big big kid and you see how it goes and I don't know whether that's David Fafita's fault whether it's the halves fault that he didn't yeah. get the ball but he's got to impose himself into the game there when South were coming back just say oh, I'm going to run here and I'm going to run over the top of blokes like I did in the first half and run at your walkers and your gag guys and blokes that are missing tackles I look I think he was amazing and I was just sitting there shaking my head at the TV going how does this bloke yeah. do it but the second half, really, two runs. Oh, it's a bit of a I weak argument, but the only thing I can really think coming from David Fafita's point of view is possibly fatigue. But that bloke, does he really get he does, that he, easily? They, like, they look yeah. after him where he just sits, sits around the centres. And, and it's sort of 20, uh, most of the game. when they're 20 out from the line is when he yeah. does do that. It's so. not yeah. like, I'm just looking now. He's he not made, bringing hit apps off his own line. He made, I'm just looking now, he made 30 tackles, so it's not like he's... Isn't different yeah. if you're there in the middle and like a Thursday making yeah. 50 tackles you in know, the middle of doing the rest. I'd of it, like to know how many runs David Fafita had in their own half compared to, and not yeah, many. True. Look, you look at the yeah, run meters and that, the Corey Thompson and that that are doing that Fafita aren't, and the the props and that he's not getting 13 the ball. runs. So yeah, let's say he's probably had he's had two runs two or three, three in runs in the second half. In that it, yeah. and in the second half only in his own half, he's run once or twice. So he's not tired. Seriously, if he, and if he's tired, take him off the field and put someone on that's not. Yeah. Like, if they start stacking numbers on his side, you start putting plays on him for cutting back in on angles. Correct. Or, yeah. you, you've got to involve him. And that's, but that's where the oh, – you said you're happy, but I actually would be really disappointed to lose that game when you're up 30 – what was it, 26? Well, the thing is with me, it was 24-10 at half time. Yeah. We, even though it was a 14-point game, it, it wasn't more a thing as – I thought the Titans were, were going to necessarily so let you take up to a large extent, you, you, but, but, but I thought that I thought the Rabbitohs, yeah. like they were. Yeah, but if you lose, if you got beat forty to twelve without Fafita, are you happy? Is what I'm saying? No. Well, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's it was the Fafita show, and as I said, the other thing I liked is you could get the ball out to the edges for that first half, but in the second half, it it then. It didn't happen to the same extent, did it? And that's probably be- that's probably because Fafita scored that hat trick in the first half. It's like, well, just well, they didn't get the ball to him, but they might have been thinking play play through the middle more when really they should have been going out to do the, the same. Yeah. Well, another that- thing that um, probably would 
if I was following the Titans, I'd be a bit disappointed about this. It was three barge over tries. There was three tries within 10 metres that was just a bloke running over the top of people. So, you know, what's that say about your attack when 20 of your 30 points are coming from blokes that just run straight over the top of people? There's not a lot going on. I've still got a lot of questions with the way they they're back, they link oh. up with their back line. But 100%. And that's, what, that's why, really, their points are going to come from for for to scored nine tries. Yeah, if they, for, the, for the Titans, yeah. he's a second row. I actually, you the way they watch him play. What we've talked about a little bit. When he's back, you need you should just push Tino wide on the other side and play exactly the same way to that side as well. Play at least make sides. him guess yeah, which way going because you've got. I mean, you've got an Origin prop yeah. there, Fodawaka, who's playing as good as as he has, and he's playing off the bench because of, they're accommodating yeah, Tino. Any minutes? Yeah, keep him in the middle. He played enough minutes on the weekend. Keep him in the middle. Yeah, push this, this week. He did push. Um, Tino with that pair wider and at least make you and go to him for a while. Got to play Peachy at six. I don't yeah. well, I, now you should, 100%. Because Herman SASA put him in if, if you can tell me what Ash Taylor's plan was yeah. in some of those moments in the second half, I don't know if Ash knows what – and again, God Peachy bless you. Peachy has got to be low. six. I can't, agree. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. Got to be six. Yeah. I, I agree with what Dag is saying especially because at least to me from what I'm seeing from the Titans, when Fafita and Tino are there, one of them's getting all the ball for a game and it's not being even evenly distributed between the two even. So why when you've got those two guys there, when you mix it up a bit and you've got two big, two of the best forwards in the game, in my opinion, coming at you for a full 80 minutes, why only one of them? You're sort of handicapping yourself there. Yeah. And again, get the ball out to the... I, I can't stress it enough, like the guys on the wing and the centres. They've got talented wingers and centres. We know this. And we've got like our highest ever try scorer in Anthony Don, who... He's back like, this week. Yeah, he's back this week. But, like, even at the start of the year, like, what was he... Like, he wasn't getting the same ball that he was last year. You just... Yeah, that yeah. first half from the Titans, or Fafita, they were they were on fire. They were red hot in that first half. Well, I thought they were home at halftime, seriously. Yeah. 24-10, I thought they were on top, and I thought South were dead ducks. Because, and and you, you'd know better than us because you've coached plenty of teams, but when you're going out and you just had that bloke do it to you, would you be there just as a... You're half a wreck, aren't you, going... What are we waiting for next half? Well, that, exactly. And my message of the Titans would be do exactly the same. Yeah. And they didn't do exactly the same as what they did in the first half. Because yeah. possession didn't really change that much. South got some momentum and Benji was very good. But yeah, the Titans sort of let in a couple of tries in that first half that they probably shouldn't have as well. well I, thought, sort of yeah, I thought it was Jared Wallace's worst game of the year. He'd been yeah. pretty good all year. Yeah, well, and he's pretty a couple of weeks ago he had an and Mo, if you, if you're gonna, Mo should be starting now if uh, Tino's back soon and they want to play him in the middle. South's first try, Campbell Graham, that was brilliant work on Ash Daly. He got back inside him and he missed... Ash Taylor yeah. missed him by about two metres. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't get a hand yeah. on him. Nah. And then he ran away, but nice little grubber into the I corner. I'm going back Ash Taylor. But, but, um, but he doesn't look like he's fit even. Yeah. He looks like he's carrying weight. It looks like, I don't know what he's, yeah, anyway. That's and then um, the Thompson try down the side from the Titans, that was fucking ridiculous, man. The way yeah. he moved to cut, he just cut him apart and did basically everything on his own. And then Benji turned around and went, you want to see what fucking ridiculous he is? Some of the touches he had. We talked about one freak, but we really, fuck, need to, we really need to talk about just what Benji did. Some of those touches that he had in this game were just yeah. fucking 
what do you, you can't stop it. What do you do? You yeah. Well, you don't do anything. Nobody knows what he's doing to begin with. Yeah. And then it just when it happens, it's so crisp and like a couple of nice flick passes and the way he moved inside out and created gaps, nice short balls. Fuck, he had a game. He just looked a step ahead, didn't he? Like yeah. he, he, he like knew what was going to happen before yeah. it happened. And, and that comes with experience yeah. and ability, doesn't yeah. it? And one of them was just a, a short ball, a metre short ball. But he, he just held it. He at brought two one. blokes in and yeah. just went, oh, there's half a gap there. Fuck Bang and yeah. <laughs> he, um, it, what was it, mate? Well, to, uh, just back to Campbell Graham. First of all, we've been saying how much they favour the left when Walker's yeah. five eight. Benji basically opened up another half of the field for him because all of a sudden Campbell Graham, who's a very very good player, got to use his footwork and got to do what brought him to get into the finals last year. Uh, and a little bit of the same through the other second rower and even Cam Murray getting a bit more ball, but they looked much. More dangerous side when you got a whole field to play with. Well, South, most of South's points were pretty compared to what you saw from the Titans, yeah. which was generally barge, a fair bit of barge over stuff. Um, and the amazing thing about Benji, though, as well, he had two Origin halves there who were just happy to go, Well, this bloke's on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's Benji's it. job. 100%. Well, Cody Reynolds was doesn't try. That's true. So. Uh, but there was no effort. He had for, a pretty quiet Reynolds night, never said, I'll yeah. just, you know. Let the bloke go. Let him control. He controls. That's always sort of been. But he's done. Go a but bit, he's done that. Um, yeah. But when what's been amazing for a bloke that didn't have a contract and Bennett's picked up as a sort of bonus, like picking up your a great free agent for nothing. Anyone that listened to he, us, um, man, fuck. No, <laughs> but banged on. How he long actually did we carry on about it for. But when like Benji actually three months, when Benji comes onto that field, he actually becomes the number one playmaker for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Reynolds will be the kicker and whatever, but Benji becomes the first receiver and everyone else falls in line, which is... His ball playing has been immaculate in a couple of games he's stood out in this year. Yeah, I just wanted to say I sincerely hope he doesn't decide to retire at the end of the NRL season this year because he's your first choice halfback for New Zealand in a World Cup year. Could you imagine him going out... A World, Cup. a World Cup win, he'd be the captain, like surely. Like, well, he said he wants he to play. That's why he's played Cup. the year he wants to play the World Cup. Yeah. So yeah. I think he'll say if he's going to retire, he'll retire from club footy and he's available for New Zealand if he decides to pull the pin. A, but if Reynolds goes, story. I reckon Benji, Benji will well. yeah. play another year if Reynolds is not there. I think it's getting more and more likely. Well, what? Titan centres got pulled apart in defence again. Um, there's some issues out there, the way that they defend. But um, the Titans pack was pretty good. Uh, their bench was <laughs> was the complete opposite. Their bench struggled. They didn't offer much at all. Um, South pack was, wasn't was too bad. Um, Murray was probably the best in the And Kula Matangi were probably the best there, but... They didn't have to uh, do Tom too was much, okay again. to be honest. Yeah, yeah they, they, okay. were, they were solid without being spectacular, but they didn't really take it through the middle too much. Game. It wasn't yeah, a it was, game. Well, Totola game. suffered the gump classic. <laughs> to bring him in, did you? Injured again, bought him <laughs> in, three <laughs> points and gone. That's the third time in three weeks that I've had a front rower that's got less than ten points. So I've bought in old um, Luke Thompson this week. So I think uh, I had, you I know. I got him two weeks ago. <laughs> Leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the next game. Uh, I'm saying three to Benji, two to Fafita, and then take your pick of Graham Thompson, who was actually – we didn't talk about him. He was the, – the, um, we did talk about Corey Thompson and Luke Thompson. Corey Thompson, a sensation. I'd, One Graham or Kula Matangi or I'd Thompson. I'd throw 
Kalua Matangi. I yeah. was just about to say, and that's the best game of first grade he's played. Cool. Three, Benji, two for feeder, one Kula Matangi. We went up to Darwin then where they were dripping sweat before kickoffs. Um, there was Sheens on both teams there. Uh, Eels 46, Broncos 6, and, and Broncos even had it in for a long time, and I messaged you boys, but very clearly the wall was going to break at some point because fatigue had had its hold and it was always going to happen. What did the stats say, Barry? Yeah, it was eight tries to one, six out of eight conversions, uh, played one out of one for Brisbane, and uh, Parramatta had a penalty goal. 77% completion, played 66, 34 out of 44 sets, played 25 out of 38. 11 line breaks for Parramatta, three for Brisbane, 49 tackle busts, played 24, 16 offloads to 12, four forced dropouts by Parramatta. Uh, zero forty twenties, four ruck infringements played five, four penalties apiece, eleven errors to fifteen. Mahoney made forty two tackles, Carrigan with thirty nine, Sivo with two hundred and seventeen meters, and five line breaks. Uh, Hass with one hundred eighty five meters, Sivo with one hundred fifty seven supercoach points, Gutho with one hundred twenty four, the Cardi Party with one hundred twenty, and TPJ with one hundred. Elliot missed nine tackles. Elliot. Uh, that's, the ne- at, that's the next the game. game. Sorry, that's the Lane, next game. Lane Don't missed, spoil my pot plant. Lane missed four tackles uh, out of 22. David Mead uh, made nine and missed eight. Yeah, well, uh, Eels were impressive, but they were up against a fatigued Broncos team. Well, that I, was always, I, I did mention it last week. I was worried about how their forward pack was going to back up after the well, game that the, they played the week the, before. The first thing I want to say about this game is... Eels would be really grateful the fact they're playing Bulldogs this week because you would lay both teams coming off this game. I think it's a gut buster to use racing parlons. Uh, this will take its towel on teams for a little bit to come. I th- well, for this week, Eels can probably get through in second gear, but uh, the Broncos, I think, are up against it again this week. Uh, let's start with them first. Payne Haas is just a, a freak, a freak of human being, 185 run metres. Um in a, I think the rest of the team, no other team, no other player broke 100. Uh, Zarko might have, but uh, I think Zarko did that. The only other one is 120 or so. Uh, and to play the time he did. As for the Eels, and I know it's flat track bully, and there's a and there's a contract up for grabs. But Mitch Moses was in everything. Uh, yep. He was, I thought, really good. Gutho is always in everything, and was Gutho like the stars were the stars, and they put him to the sword. Uh, Outstanding. Uh, I said last week, and I, I'm backing it up. I reckon Bear would be mad to change his centre combination. I think uh, Nakore and Opachika are a much better combination than Waka Blake and uh, whoever else they had there before. Michael Jennings. Uh, well, Michael Jennings. He won't be back, so that's fine. Yep. But defensively, they're solid. Uh, they're big enough to bust through holes. They actually pass the ball, so we see the ball getting to both sides of the field. It's. Um, I think they're on to a good thing there. Uh, yeah, Marnie's good. Uh, and, of course, we need to mention the Cardi party. <laughs> he, um, mm. he looked good. He was Dude. great. Impressive off the bench. He used his size. I think he got one line break assist, two line breaks, a try assist and a try. Just kept coming the whole yeah. time he was on there, which and is unusual from what we've seen out of him in the last <laughs> a dangerous player. It's and, amazing um, what people can do when they're not holidaying on the Gold Coast, mm. isn't it? Well, I saw him uh, enjoying breakfast on High Street this morning, so... Good on yeah, him. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what is it? Buzzers, whispers, whatever he says. Uh, yeah. Stupid thing he says. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really – I think it's because Davey's not around anymore, but I actually really like watching Parra these days. <laughs> they're much easier to watch without him being a pest. Uh, what do you take away from the game, Barn? 
Uh, TPJ and Carrigan, two that you didn't mention. I thought they were very good for the um, mm. for the Broncos, but the rest of the pack TPJ was... TPJ for someone that's not always there has had a good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes missing a little bit occasionally, yeah. but um, there was a nice barge over Troy. Um, the rest of the team were, uh, went from average down to very David Mead, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Corey Oates set needs to defend in the third row of the fucking <laughs> stadium because he comes that fucking far in, he might be somewhere near his wing when fucking <laughs> he starts out there. Because, fuck, man, the amount of times he ran in and yeah. Sivo just walked past him. I don't know what. It's, it's, it's a shame because he had a really good game against Penrith too, and he's I, at least, some, at least I sort of skills, thought man, I came But defensively, he's yeah. he's a head case. He fucking runs. He's, him. They're better off just planting him in second row and at least people would grab him on both sides. Every time it comes to hear him, he just shoots in that yeah. far and he he's just leaves. A, his he's wing. not a winger anymore, and, oh. he, and he doesn't want to be. So, uh, Cartwright remembered he was a footy player. Apparently, um, Gutho was fantastic. Sivo just bullied that coat's edge and just yeah ran over the top of him. What do you say? Um, Lane had a pretty average game, but that was about the worst player in the Parramatta team. The rest of them were just solid I, and just I did their job. I suspect he'll be on the bench within the next two weeks, so. yeah. which is, you know, but where he's been. Well, did it. Moses was pretty good, that karate kick at the, uh, yes, for that try. That. <laughs> it was something you don't see very often. It was pretty impressive, but man, they just had their way with them once, once they folded, as you said. they Brisbane held in for a while, but couldn't do it. Ollie? <laughs> the, the big... One here for me is Mitch Moses. It's interesting to see the performances he's put in the last couple of weeks because it's a contract year. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing in the media they're chucking around a million even to stay at para. And I'm thinking, you're currently on 800k. Chad Townsend's just signed with the Cowboys on a reported 650k per year. And he's a premiership winner. Sean Johnson just got offered 400, so... <laughs> we, can, we can get to that. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just mind-boggling how a million's been chucked around, especially, granted, a good performance against Canberra, but a, a Canberra side who's not been great, and the Brisbane Broncos, and he probably will get a million whether he's at Para or Brisbane. I guess it's, you know, you're worth what people are willing to pay for you, but I, I, I can't justify it, especially being Parramatta. Like, how do you justify paying him more than 800k when he's gotten worse? I don't think Para will. I think if, you he, think if he, he ends wants up a million, it'll be somewhere else. Yeah, well, it'd be a br- and it's funny. If enough, he, I'm sure he, I think he could get 800 and stay. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got he's got a player option, so that's. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I just. He's not. He won't be getting a million at Parramatta. Well, the thing is, yeah, he'll get a million at Brisbane, but then what's going to change? That's what Brisbane really need. Like, what will change with him? What will change? He's going to enjoy it because his next contract will be 350 when they run last for the next four years. <laughs> well, yeah, he'll be getting paid a million a year to play like Brody Croft. Pretty much, in my opinion, like especially, he's playing the way he is for Para right now, and he's got Gutho covering his ass. He's got Marnie covering his ass too. He's got Dylan Brown there. But what's going to happen when? No, he's got forwards that no have a go, and he's got a forward. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's got forwards that are having a go, and all. Even look at what he did on the weekend. All the stuff was either broken field or a lot of space was, to to yeah. do what he needed to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because your Ford step up, like your Papa Lee's, et cetera, who we've been going on about for weeks and weeks. I'm just interested to see how long this lasts because he's probably going to have another blinder against the Bulldogs. But w- when's it going to come where he dips back down again? Because it will happen. But based off of his career, it will happen probably a week after he's either re-signed with Parramatta or signed with Brisbane. <laughs> 
Are you, are you looking at the draw to see when he's going to start? No, yeah, top one. Gumpy, your thoughts on both Mitch Moses and the game? Well, I, I just don't like when I don't think that every player in the side's putting in an effort. And I, he, Brisbane got back to that again. That you've got one bloke that runs 200 metres in the forwards and not other another forward runs over 100. So, you know, you have... If you get 10 metres a hit up, surely your forwards are doing 10 runs and getting to close to 100, but they've got some blokes that are running 40 and 50. So they're obviously not having... Having enough runs and yes. having a go, yeah, like Hass has taken forty minutes. You need to correct. Be and the more flip side of that is, and Hass I don't is think making I, two runs every set. I don't think anyone made <laughs> more than thirty-five tackles either. So it's not like they're muscling up that way. So, so I, I just have to question the effort. Like I know that that Carrigan tries hard, and I know that Pangai's in and out of games, and he, he has some good touches and yeah. and whatnot. But, but what's Hass, they going to do overall, right? Well, in yeah. the end, Hass is consistently do? working hard. They've already told Matt Lodge vers- virtually they don't want him. Yeah. Um, and he was good for a while. And he They're basically now, happy to pay for him to go. Correct. He, he goes missing. The halves are still an issue and they bring Milford back this week. So I don't know that it's going to get any better. He's bullied a Queensland Cup team, well, whoop-de-doo, yeah. you know, in, in terms of that. And my pot plant, David Mead, he's terrible. He, mm. I'll, I'll go for him as is worse than Cohen S. He, he, he's at best a winger, yeah. and they're playing him in the centres. Like, seriously, like, surely they've got a kid in the lower grades or something. Well, that's what I mean. They dropped. But even <laughs> He's in playing fullback in reserve grade But they too, must which. have other blokes that surely... Albert Kelly. ...have got more to offer. Give me go. But, no, but, but have got more Why to offer. A kid. Yeah. Like, put a kid 100%. in, like, persist with new or whatever. But some... Because he's just... You could put he, Carrigan out there and he'd get but, a better. That's what I mean. He's not any... Yeah. He's, yeah, agree. he's missed half the tackles he's attempted. Like he's quick. He's a winger. He's a bloke he's a that w- yeah. flashes onto the ball and Correct. runs down a side. Correct. That's, that's it. That's that's and the problem for the um, first couple of weeks, at least when he was on the wing, is that they weren't getting him the ball. Like in attack, he get he'll give you a decent output on the wing. He showed that against Parramatta in round one, but because they weren't getting the ball to him as much in the following weeks, they're like, well, he's not playing too good on the wing. Let's shift him into the centres and see if that works. Well, he wasn't necessarily the problem out there on the wing. They just it's need to get a bit more liability. Yeah, well, yeah, which pretty much every winger is, so chuck him out there. Like, mm. but in ter- yeah, but, but better than putting him in the centres. As everyone said, Parrell, para- good, but the, you know, the competition wasn't great in, in terms of that. They'll play good Papa Lee revelation this year in in terms of that a play you didn't notice at the Warriors and he's just every time he gets the ball you sort of stand up and notice and you think you know he's he's going hard he's getting a try every week and yeah. he's heavily involved exactly. in the game um, so you know they're Parramatta top four team yeah Gump, I have to, Close to like me. echo your sentiments of what you're saying about effort, and I didn't realise this until one of the commentators said it. I think it was in the Bulldogs game that said effort amounts to so much in rugby league, and it actually does because what's the common thing we always seem to say about the worst teams in the competition? We just didn't see the effort. Like, sure, the Bulldogs, for example, they're not going to beat a Penrith, but let's just take that game in round two. If we saw a, a bit of a better effort, the score probably would have been a bit closer. Like, you know what I mean? Just, just that. We can talk all about yeah, it. Talk yeah. about effort. Just that effort. Yeah. Um, to your point, uh, where you, so Mitch, Mo, uh, Mitch Moses is the next for the rest of this season. 
He's got Sydney, Sydney by Sydney, I mean the Roosters, in two weeks. After that, he's got the only top eight team they play until round 16 is, so they play Souths the week before Origin, Penrith the week before Origin. The rest of them are all um, bottom eight teams until round 20 when they play East again. So Mitch Moses could it. They've got the easiest draw, so, Parramatta. Yeah, they do. And I, and I said the start of Canberra, Everyone's the easiest draw, but Parramatta have, have a dream draw. They're going to – they'll go close to being second this year if they if they play the way they're playing, and then it'll be – you know, then we'll see what Parramatta have got under the bonnet, whether it's straight sets Parramatta or whether there's more there. And Moses will be on a million a year next year at the Broncos. Beautiful. All that being said, I'm giving Mitchell three. I'm giving two. Yeah. Gutho to uh, two to Gutho, one to Sevo, or could yeah, discuss Cardi. Yeah, I'm happy. All right, we, you've got that one there, GT. Bulldogs 18, their first win of the season, re- reducing Trent Barrett to tears on the sideline as they upset the Sharks 12. Barney, uh, your stats I and your thoughts. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about it. No. Two tries to three, uh, two out of two conversions, and three out of three for the dog. 66%. Possession or completion played 83% completion, 29 out of 44 sets for the Sharks, 33 out of 40 for the Dogs. Three line breaks to two, 40 tackle busts to 16, the way of Cronulla, 12 offloads to three, uh, no force dropouts, no 40 20s, 328 tackles by Cronulla, 349 by the Dogs, two ruck infringements played four, six penalties conceded played eight, 16 errors, which is the big one here, to eight from the Dogs. Sinbin from the Sharks, Braley with 49 tackles, Thompson with 36, Herodi with 232 metres and five bomb tries, Hopawadi with 187 metres, Supercoach, Herodi with 99 Supercoach points, Hopper with 80, Ramian with 70, Chad missed three out of eight and made 18 tackles, Wilton three and 40, Corey Allen again with eight missed tackles and out of 28 that he made, and Elliot missed nine out of 34. Keep going. And three ineffective ones on top of that. So. Yeah, okay. Sharks yeah, pack mean. just got absolutely fucking bullied in this. Um, the, start, the stat sheet didn't show it, but effort and, effort and desire were fucking seriously wanting from the Sharks in the front row, especially in that first half. Dugan let in two tries on his own, which ended up the score being 12-0. And again, Sharks chasing points from the very start of the fucking game. It was 15 minutes in, I think it was. It was 12-0. And both of them were from Dugan being an absolute pumpkin. I know you like driving people to the airport, but seriously, you should be getting him onto the next plane to Japan. And <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do there? Rugby, isn't that where he's going? He's going to play rugby in Japan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Apparently. Like, the Sharks board should be all expenses paid. Yeah. So the NRL Just gets... outside Tokyo. The NRL gets all black TJ Paranara from the Japan League, and in return they get Josh Dugan fair trade. Retreat. Johnson just sort of seemed happy discover to go through, or something, go yeah, through the motions and just make sure his Achilles was okay. Townsend was fucking transparent. You could see through him. He was non-existent at, time, at most of the game. Wilton, and Bra- Wilton, Braley and Ramian were probably... Oh, sorry, add Tracy to that. Were the only blokes having a go out there. The rest of them just doing sweet fuck all. Uh, Luke Thompson was brilliant. He, he was a massive part and set this game up at the start. He was getting in behind the marker defence and just... Great and heavy. He was good. Um, Waddell and Atoni were very good also. Uh, Flanagan and Avarillo weren't great, but they were much better than the Cronulla halves. Um, Hopawadi, I thought, was his best game of the year. Um, got a bit of ball. You know why? Yeah, actually touching the ball. Yeah, he left. Like, he just pushed 
Dugan aside, and yeah, he did some very nice, good, uh, very nice things there. And the Dogs' defence was brilliant. Um, the scramble defence was great. It didn't help that the Sharks just kept going sideways, sideways, straight to the wing, and then they knew where the attack was going. But they got across and they covered and they saved fucking three or four tries. On it, his, on the I, I, only, I watched the second half. I only saw a bit to the first. So you tell me it was different, but. That second half, Nakora did not touch the ball once, and he ran decoy every play. And a lot of those times, he would have he was hitting the right hole, and they're just going behind him. Our first half, he got a lot of ball. Actually, Johnson he, gave him a lot of ball. There was times it just felt like he'd bust line. and a little bit like Aaron Woods too. But there's times it felt like he'd bust the line. He just wasn't touching the ball. Yeah. And um, and then that second half, and and you probably know this better than me, Gump, or tell me if I'm the wrong path. When when teams aren't playing well, their decoy runners are just in everyone's way. And that second half. Mel, what were Cronulla's decoy runners' plans and what were the plans around the decoy runners? They were just running and I go, okay, you're there, Nicora. I'll pass out one wide of you, but the hole was there, but that's what we've decided we're going to do. It was, it looked like they hadn't played together. And part- well, I think sometimes it's they're playing to the structure mm. that they're given rather than playing what's in front of them. As you yeah. just said, the Nicora's the decoy or whoever it is is running in a hole, but the plan was never to give him the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, the plan was to, to attack the centres and the wing, and yeah, they but just kept getting pushed not, over the sideline. But for 40 minutes, to go, him, it yeah. can't yeah. be not to give him the ball all the time. Surely that the player on his inside giving him the ball can see that he's in a hole before he's in the hole. Mm. Like, Last ball week he punched a couple of really nice ball, holes. A hundred percent. Got right. some good ball and did some very nice things last yeah. week. Well, he's made a career off it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. part of running decoy um, repeatedly, sh- shouldn't it be to eventually get the ball to the bloke who's running decoy to put the defence... Yeah, yeah, of to course. ...throw the defence off guard. If you're just running decoy plays every time, they're ineffective. Like, you do have to actually shake it up a bit and get it to the bloke who's running the decoy. Yeah, um, where to for... The, uh, yeah, we'll go with the Sharks. Where to for the Sharks now, Barn? Like, oh, they've got to stop giving away fucking soft starts and soft tries. It's it's the story of every week, man. They fucking they give away two or three soft, very very soft tries, one on one pushes, and or just completely missing blokes and not even getting a hand on them, and they stroll over the line. And you give away two or three tries every week, you're fucked. You know, my so, concern now is Townsend's got one foot out the door. Yeah, Johnson. And he has one foot at the moment. He's, like you said, played like he was worried about his other leg. He's been offered 400, so he's going to play. He feels disrespected, you would I would imagine. imagine. So, yeah. uh, Dugan's got one play, like his first foot in. Um, Surely he's worth five to 600. Coyote. Uh, and. Moylan's. And Moylan's Moylan. Yeah. Oh, well, realistically, fuck Dugan off. Like, Chambers is starting this week. And Chambers is starting get, this week. You've got Ramey in there who was probably Cronulla's best. Surely now the it's almost it's like... Rudolph, they reckon's out the door. So you, you've got to I now start... That. Surely Hannay now... Fucking Toby Rudolph go, but... Who's coming in next year? No one yet. Oh, um... Adam Reynolds, probably. No, uh, who's your coach? Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon. Yeah. Surely now... <laughs> he's got to be on the blower saying, look, I just want to see these young blokes the rest well, of apparently the year. Uh, it's one match. I know it's his early. His comment he said was that he doesn't want to um, – Look at it, yeah. He's not going to get involved until he's finished at the Roosters. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of background stuff, but, yeah, I don't I, know. I just think there's a big lack of motivation. And and, and if there's the Morris boy split, which is purported – well, you got you got the blokes like Morris, yeah, crew. Tolman's only got another year or two left him at most. Same with yeah. Woods, so they're both going to go. Dugan's going to Japanese rugby. Um, fucking 
you've got you got a lot of young kids coming through, but where they fit. They don't even know who their halves are going to be next year. So until well, they don't have until any you right that now. up, fucking officially yeah. they don't have any right now. Apparently not. Um, yeah, the, the 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 two that they've got don't have contracts next year. I wouldn't be offering Moylan a contract. Fucking surely there's enough money there to offer Townsend, uh, offer Johnson at least six hundred. Yeah. I would have thought so. I would have thought so. And if you imagine Johnson and Reynolds, how's that for a year or two in the halves? Fucking why wouldn't you? Who wouldn't take that? It, it's at least stable, isn't it? You, you're at least a t- probably a top eight team. Like, I, I, yeah, I, it, it smells to me like a bored ego play to just go. Well, Johnson's all, um, <laughs> part of this the other day, so stuff him. Yeah. Anything to add, you two boys, about Cronulla? Oh, I was happy the Bulldogs won a game. Um, well, well, I don't even know the Bulldogs won it. I think Cronulla lost it. Is what Barney <laughs> it said. They, seven bomb they've, tries. They've given them. They've given the Bulldogs a start through Hopewadi pushing past Dugan to score a try, and then it's fair enough that through, happens. Then but a that kick going kick over across. Dugan's head, and it, he didn't get anywhere near. And he stood there and watched. That's what it. I mean. <laughs> and and Contrick coming in and taking head. taking the ball. You know, yeah, eighteen points, Cronulla. Like, I was never confident as a, as a Bulldog supporter that they were going to hold on and win. But I, I liked their effort in, in the second half. I thought that, that you know, they scrambled. I, they did miss a lot of tackles. And if they miss a lot of tackles this week against Parra, they're done. But anyway, they, they've got their win now and it might be a while before they get another one. But I think it was more Cronulla played poorly. I think if Talakai hits him a metre lower than where he hit him... The momentum would have changed, but po- because quite possibly, <laughs> yeah, at that that point in the game. The thing is, that was a good, that was a good that hit. That was a big play. Um, he was, came was, out of the line. He was trying to rev the boys up, obviously, because as I said, they were lackluster in the forwards, and Talakai tried to get in there and have a hit. He made contact with the head. What can you say? Yep. Yeah, um, no, no. It was the fact that his head snapped down that it made contact. It wasn't flush contact on the chin. It was on off the ball up into his collarbone, but then his chin hit his shoulder. So you can't. Yeah, and and at the moment you just can't do it. You yeah. can't. It's you can't it's a touch the great head. Great idea. It was that yeah. close to being a good hit, but you run that line, that fine line, and fucking it backfires. So yeah, yeah. If he just bent at the waist, that fucking you know. Imagine if he'd hit him half a meter lower, he would have absolutely cut him in half. Probably yeah. would have busted three of his ribs. But the funny thing is, of all those hits and there's some massive hits, the best because it was the only thing and. By default, Angus Crichton had it with the biggest, the best hit of the weekend because it was the only legal one the weekend where he killed. Um, it was pretty close to not. <laughs> yeah, pretty close to not being. Well. He killed. He's uh, running a race. He's yeah. You know, was, he's treading the line. Yeah. Whoever he killed, I can't remember who killed now, but yeah, the rest are all. Someone. Anyway, um, so positives, Gumpy. Anything else you can take away from the dogs? You just you just oh, take look, the two the points effort, and, and the effort was good. Like they, Luke Thompson changes that team. Yeah, Luke, and I thought Napa had his best game. He did as, as well. A long like way. his best game he's played for the club. Those two set that game up for so, that first half an hour. You know. They Probably not a player that they'll that the they'll keep going forward. I would imagine, but you know, if they get Toby Rudolph, I don't see a spot for Dylan Napa in their in their squad going forward. If they've got no. Thompson and they've got Hetherington and they've got Rudolph and they they. And guys like that into the into the team, then I can't see him going Tony forward. In there who's been going good yeah. the last few? And weeks. I still think Matt Dury's going to be a decent player. Matt Dury's yeah. a good footballer. Yeah, he's a big he, boy. He, can, he didn't do a lot on the know. weekend, but he, yeah. 
He was good last year. HIA, yeah. He got HIA. <laughs> no, that's true. Talakai good. Talakai knocked him out. Of course, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a good probably footballer. Yeah. Doesn't even know where he is at the moment. Yeah, he might Poor not old play um, this week. No, Matt Dory. Yeah, but you know, it's you got two points. You know, I hope they can play all right against Para this week. The, the dogs normally play well against Parramatta. Um, there's yeah. a bit of a rivalry there. So, you know, if they can put in that same kind of effort and, and Para are a bit fatigued after going to Darwin, I don't think that they can win, but I, I think they can keep stay in the game for a while and, and, and keep it close and maybe put a little bit of pressure on them. But, yeah, positive is two points. Yeah, no, no, oh, Ollie, anything for either side? Uh, imagine if Luke Thompson was in a decent team. That's all I'll say. Very good player. He's an absolute leader, he, mate. Yeah. If they follow him too. You've already seen it. He's only been back what two weeks, and the the pack's been so much better. Yeah, they, they've all been they've all been having a crack. They, well, they follow him into battle. Yeah. He's yeah, far and above their best player, I'd say. And you know what? Like <laughs> they've got a couple decent players there, just players who aren't playing. You know, effort, again, it's that thing of effort and you get that consistent effort out of Luke Thompson, so he's going to be like a, a Payne Haas or a Pat Carrigan to your Bulldogs. So, Imagine how many super yeah. coach points already would have got if he fucking scored a few of those tries. Yeah, you got 99 <laughs> anyway, didn't you? Um, the other thing I want to know is because uh, Townsend's kicked a few teams to death this year. I think there's one game he kicked nearly 600 metres or something ridiculous. Didn't seem interesting the combi- at all, The man. combined... Sharks team kicked under 300 metres, which I, I can't recall. I don't think means. Johnson kicked many at all. No, the, um, that's the whole team kicked less than 300 kicking metres. up, but that was about which it. Is, uh, made a lot of errors. Yeah. They didn't get to kick that's a lot true. either. That, that doesn't help. They, they made 15 or 16 errors, so they're not getting to into sets either. Basic, basic errors that's too. Yeah, non, errors basic not at contact errors. that were bad. Yeah, I've got grave concerns here. Um, they did, yeah, they they did break um the edges a little bit, and that seems to be like that's going to be the sharks' positive. If anything, if they can hold teams in the middle, they might be able to get a few points out in those outside edges if they're not bombing tries. Um, Tracy, got, Tracy looks pretty good out there. They got there. both their wiggers out. Um, you're yeah. going to have Chambers coming back, and um, Ramian, as I said, Ramian looked the best out of a lot of them, but. Let's we probably spend enough time in this game. Uh, three to Thompson, yep. two. To, I'm saying two to Hopper, White, A, one to either Kennedy or Brayley, or you can go another Bulldog because, um, or Herodi. I'd go Ramian, to be honest. Okay. He, he looked like the only bloke to, that was going to spark anything out of Cronulla. Okay, Thompson, Hopper, White, A, Ramian. Unless you want to make an argument for a Dylan Napper for a point there. Yeah, Napper. No, he was a point. Wasn't that good? All right. Let's oh, he had his best game, but not better than other no. blokes. Cowboys 26 upset the Raiders 24. We've probably got a bit to talk about here with where the Raiders are at, but tell us some stats, Brian. Another game on back on back on the on the back of effort. Realistically, four tries apiece, four out of four conversions from both teams, and a, cow, a penalty to the Cowboys. 89% completion from the Cowboys, 69% from Canberra. 32 sets out of 36, played 29 out of 42. Three uh, three line breaks to four, 28 tackle bust to 34, one offload from the Cowboys, nine to Canberra, two force dropouts for Cowboys and one for Canberra, no 40-20s, two ruck infringements from North Queensland, zero from Canberra, five penalties conceded to two, 359 tackles played 368, eight errors to 13, Robson made 42 tackles, Starling with 47, Holmes with 188 metres and Aikens with 219 metres. Rapana with 106 supercoach points, Holmes with 97, Starling with 90. 
Burr made uh, missed five out of thirty-two. Uh, Drinkwater missed three out of seventeen. Robson missed four out of forty-two, but you're not going to hold that against him. Rapana missed two and made three. Rapana, uh, Whitehead missed six as well. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty average game. Actually, he misses Whitehead. a lot of tackles, and he's another one that he misses made 30 a lot of. But, plus, he, but, but he still missed a, a fifth. Yeah. yeah, of the tackles. That's true. He, you know, he's a back rower. He, five is a. Well, six is a lot of misses. It is, and it's on exposing an your centre as well. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, the big question for this game is where are Canberra at? Because last year we wrapped them because they played, uh, to use Trev's term, eyes up footy. They played the way they played. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're playing that way now. Um, but they also used to play. You talked about it real early last year, where they pl- used to play. Just the bodies in motion, angle, angle, yeah. angle, yeah. and pick the holes. And the, uh, this is the initial where I first came up with. Well, started talking about death by a thousand cuts, and Going now a it's lot more sideways. They don't. For, there are no cuts. They're not year. trying to cut. I don't know who's trying to lead. They looked. Starling looked their best player. Was um, was a was a good in. And Caleb Atkins is a, a very good. For now, call him reserve yeah. for uh, fullback, and Rapana is doing a lot of work where he can. This is a game they should have ground but, out. They, they were in positions yeah. in this game to just 100%, put them but away. Kid, they did so through the middle. They and then and Ricky's changing over <laughs> and again. Like in the last few weeks, Hodgson's injured, Croker injured, oh. Papali dropped, Hudson Young on the bench this week. Uh, someone else bigs on the bench this week. Up and they dropped all together. Blokes that were superstars you know, last year. Where like where's the club I, at? I reckon the balance of their team is not right. Mm. They've got. A hell of a lot of forwards. Their back five, and I'm not putting Aikens in their back five mm. at the moment. He's played one so game, so Simonson, I'll go back to Nickel, really, yeah, start yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've got anything yeah. much. And, and I said it the first week and the second week, I can't find a player in their team that I think will score 10 tries for the year. Rappiner may get oh, there. Rappiner, yeah. Other than that, I just don't think they've got White. the attack sort of there in their back five. No grief, like, and, and I was having a good look because I'd have... If Callaghan gets a full season, he's built... He, he, I think he's a better player. He could end up a better well, player than Clarkson. I agree. But you know, even yeah. on the weekend in their game, and I was watching carefully because I'd had, peeking through my pocket, I had a multi <laughs> for Sebastian Chris to score with a whole lot of other guys. He did Sebastian, all. he touched the ball three times in he the match, all. and all three runs were out of dummy half. Right. So he did not get once the ball as a winger on the on end Georgie's of a backline <laughs> movement. He's, look... I think that, that he's overrated, George. I don't. I'm not convinced of him as a as an NRL pretty quality halfback. I think yeah. he's kick happy. I think <laughs> he's not. He whitens a runner, and I don't know that Williams is creative enough because Whiten's not creative. I don't know that they've got the balance right that. But at least Williams One's, was digging into the line last year. He's not doing well, it this year. I, and well, yeah. Because well, because last year, and Ricky spoke about it, last year he goes, right, we've got two running halves, so we'll play running footy. Yeah. But now they've put Hodgson in for those first few weeks, and he's a running hooker. So they've got three blokes all wanting to a, run the ball. There's no one. They've got a lot of, like, they've got a lot of forward depth. Like, you mm. look, Papali or Papali, he's not playing this week, 
and it's last week was the first game that Horsburgh and Gula have played. Who and for Tullam uh, and, and uh, Huira Nara. Huira Nara. Yeah. So they hadn't been playing. So they've got Hudson Young. They've got all of and, these and they're blokes, blokes that in you the can't forwards. tell me Canterbury wouldn't want Tarpanay well, or correct. And so Young. They've got or, all of these blokes, yeah. but in the backs, so I, I don't see them having. Like it's all right to win the forward yeah, yeah, battle, yeah, but right. you still need the backs to put some polish and score some points. Yeah. And I know, but to, if you're twenty four six up against the Cowboys, you win. 99% of the time, I can't see a team that's up by 20 and getting run down by the Cowboys figuring in the end of the season well, games. They, they might they might make the eight, but, you know, I've, I've scrubbed them off the, a team that could win the comp after that performance. I think there'd be 14 other teams in the comp that if Cowboys ran them down for 20 start, they'd... It'll be panic. Well, the week panic before session. the Bulldogs, if the Tigers the lost that game, down yeah. and they had twelve men. If Sharks or the Tigers lost that game from that position, we would be screaming. Well, so, I, uh, exactly, which is to your point, what you're saying. That's uh, so basically from that performance, I've scrubbed them. Well, I think but Ricky I could be wrong. them this game, to be honest. I think Ricky's back in, in Sharks own, mode or Cronulla. Like, uh, head trying to send a message to the team, and then he picked on blokes that didn't need the fucking well, message. You, mm. you leave Hudson Young on the fucking bench for 20 minutes, uh, give him 20 minutes of the game, he's been one of their best forwards all year. Yeah. Same with Tappany, and now he's going to drop Papali or rest him this week. He's been another one of but their is best. But he seeing things Why that the fuck are you not? dropping those blokes when, you know? But I guess the... And, my point, going back to obviously my he's point, trying to take big scalps to b- prove but, a message, but he's cut he's cutting his own fucking throat. But by he, doing I don't it. know that the blokes that he probably needs to get rid of from the side, he's got anyone to put in. Like you know what, Jared Croker wouldn't be in my side any week. He's yes, not going to get back in the side. He's not. Like he's just not. The yeah. injury this week is, I think, good fortune for him. But I don't know. I said Curtis last. Scott's not. I said last week. Croker either has to play wing if they're going to respect him as goal kicker, mm. but he doesn't make the. He's not a better centre than Chris in oh. theory. No. And he can't. He's got one arm. He can't tackle. And you know, and you know he's going to have when they play Titans. David Vafita's running him. Well, I don't. Know he's, him up, I don't know he's a better centre than David Mead at the moment. Well, that's the true. I, I, he adds nothing to me in that team. Like yeah. he's not. He's not offering them anything in terms of he can kick some goal. Well, you know what? George Williams can kick goals and pretty and well. He's yeah. in your team. I'm, he's there out of respect, and, and he's been respectfully injured to this week. Yeah, I feel. I don't like. I, think, I don't like yeah, to I put. So. Shit on blokes that are, he's a good foot, he's a very good player and has been a very good player, but maybe his body's failing him a bit now. And England's well, we mentioned about halfway through last year, his shoulder was gone mm. and he played through and played through and then got through. He's had the operation and it's it's obviously not right because he's not putting it in, he's not putting that shoulder in to work when they're running at him. Nah. England's his arm calling grabbing, for him. his jersey grabbing. Yeah. But the Cowboys, look, the Raiders are the story out of the game, I think. Yeah. How, look, the Cowboys were good. They, again, effort. They There was the effort in the second half. They just showed more desire and will to win, I believe, than than the other team did. Val Holmes had his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. He was damaging Easily. with the ball. And if he if he plays like that, he is a fullback and he's a long-term fullback for them if that's the way he's going to play consistently every week. He seems to have got makes his, a big difference. balance back. He just seems to be running better. He seems to be moving better. I don't he's know athlete, if it's so, He looks athletically you know, better. Yeah, Todd, Todd Payton actually said it. He said it, they've had to reteach him how to be a – how to move like a league player again because yeah. you go there and get into a system and now he said it's a first well, game. Every, he's looked like a league player. when he came yeah. back, he was very top-heavy compared yeah. to the way he so went it, away. It, it, and he yeah. has 
Trippier actually spoke out, about during the, the week, top, yeah. and yeah, he, he seems to be moving a hell of a lot better than what he was. But he um, make he make if he's playing like that, he makes a big difference and makes oh, him a lot better difference. side. He had some really nice player. touches. Yeah. Some really nice touches. Drinkwater had some nice kicks that led to points. Um, Sutton and Starling were probably Canberra's best two players on the field. Sutton's been doing it all year, and Starling's just picked up where he left at the end of last year. He's, he's an explosive little runner out of dummy half, man. Yeah. He sets up some really nice stuff when they give him half a break. White was pretty good, and Rapana, but the rest of them, I don't know. What do you, what do you say about him? Gula tried hard, um, made a few errors, but you know, did a job, but... And Aitkins, he, he tried his ass off, but there's only so much they can do. They don't set up, they don't play plays for their fullback. They're one of well, the only teams chance doesn't play that way. Yeah, that's not only one of job. the teams in the comp that don't have set plays to put their fullback away. I, yeah, it's something they should really work on, I think. But um, the Cowboys were uh, Robson was awesome again. He's, he looks like a pretty serious dummy half. That young kid. He's been the best player all year. Yeah, Molo had his best game of the year, I thought. And um, even was, Cohen Hess racked up some numbers, but well, <laughs> he, he, you know, he did. He, he had, <laughs> and I'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah. He, he was strong, he had a, even he in had the front a fair row. game. Yeah, and they he, put him in the front row and, and just gave him his run straight at people, and, and that's it. He's probably they've made it a bit too complicated for Cohen. Give so you put good, him in the middle, you good just run hard, you tackle side. hard, yeah. and that's your job. Don't leave that yeah. middle third of the field. And if you're right in the middle there, you've generally got good defenders around you as well, which Correct. is going to help you out if you're a little bit suspect in defence. Um, yeah. As I said, Burr was strong. Um, Cowboys' effort was brilliant and well done them. And enjoy the flogging that you're going to cop the fucking Raiders <laughs> players this week when you get back to training. They've sipped on that sand down there finally. That's it, mate. Have. Uh, Ollie, anything to add about either team? So Good the break. one thing I want to add, I've sort of sat back and listened to the, the Raiders rant. I agree with everything except for one comment that Gump made, and this might be me seeming a bit biased because I have said before he's one of my favourite players to watch, but George Williams is a first-grade half. He's, he's out of form at the moment, but you can't... St- say he's not a first grade half when you've watched him last season and probably the start of this year but the thing is the way that Canberra play Can I ask you though, they played what, last year really Whiten was the star last well, year let's be honest I'd say it was half and half Whiten had a good okay. end to the year and that's what ended up I thought he's the best Dalian medal but for the, the first three games this year forth. we said that it was the best three games he'd played in the NRL which after a year that's we were like oh he finally got NRL and now he's not quite there but the thing is the way Canberra play the way they're set up Either Whiten has a really good game or Williams does. And it's how they played last year as well. It's always to the detriment of the other, except it's not working as well this year. So while one looks all right, the other one looks like absolute crap. That's just for, that's just what I've seen, the way they play. Because they're two ball-running halves, only one of them can really dominate each week. At least that's, that's the way they've been playing, especially all last year. You'd never see a game, well, there might be a couple of exceptions where both Williams and Whiten played really good because it's always one or the other. That's how I, especially for the first half of last season, then the second half, White sort of ran away with it and took control. But that that's always been my thing. So I don't think it's necessarily like a talent thing. Sure, Williams is out of form. Don't get me wrong. It's not just because um, White's getting all the ball or anything. He is out of form. But yeah, th- that's just the way Canberra been set up to play. And they are two ball running halves. How many times? How many times though do you see two ball running halves in a successful team? Like, well, we saw it in the team last year. But no, but I mean, no, like a premiership. Like, I don't think Hughes and Munster. I don't think he's not up to first grade standard. But I, I, Cleary? I don't think Canberra can win the comp if he's halfback. So I, I could. I, he's. If you go through halfbacks, that I think 
can win a cop because let's be realistic here, your halfback is responsible for your wins and losses at the end of the season. But, but I can't yeah. see Canberra winning a comp with him at seven, the same as I couldn't see him winning a comp with Williams at seven or with Caesar at seven. I don't... No, well, the thing yeah. is, I think he could be in a premiership winning side, but he's never going to be the one that gets him there. Yeah, he could be a bit of a Chad, Chad Towns, and yeah. I wouldn't have thought Chad Townsend would win a comp either. Yeah, okay, I... No, I'm 99% certain that <laughs> yeah. Canberra won't win a comp with George Williams. Yeah, well, at that's like if Parra win the comp this year, I can get. It's probably not going to be because of Moses. Like, I've mentioned well, the bloke, the bloke missing for Parra this year is Dylan Brown, but that's yeah. at yeah, Moses's advantage. But that's a Moses thing, I think. I want to ask about a statement Ollie just said, though, Gumpy. If you're coaching a team that only one half can play <laughs> each week. Is that an issue? Like, obviously, it's an issue. Of course, like, it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So, the halves yeah. need to be a combination. Yeah. So, how do you? How well, do I've you? mentioned it a couple of times over the last few weeks. I want to see Whiten start being a bit more creative and go a little bit more sideways because he just generally digs straight into the line whenever he sees something happening. And I want to see Williams straighten up a little bit and challenge the line a little bit more. I think for a while, do they but, do they have to say you're doing more? together on the same side of the field. Yeah. Mm. You, you are idea. combining because they're very stuck to Whiten's on one side and Williams is on the other side. And I know that all teams play that way, mm. but still there's a lot of times in a Penrith game where Cleary gives the ball to Luai or yeah. where where Keary gives the ball to whoever for the Roosters well, or Walker it, gives it, the it, ball for, yeah. gets a ball from Reynolds it, and I it, don't it, yeah. see that much happening with Canberra and, that yeah. we you know the giving one, the ball to Whiten and you know the ones that don't so for example DC doesn't necessarily but he's one of the best support players in the game yep. so he had that whereas well, Williams is yeah. not a support halfback uh, like I said, if you're talking about running halves, I'd say I would argue both Melbourne and Penrith have running halves, but they're both supremely talented halves that do lots of other things. If you're, but if you're saying, but I guess in the Penrith example, Luai's the running half and Cleary's the well, and, Cleary can yeah, game the quarter. the thing. Yeah. Luai and Cleary combine more than any other half combination yeah. in the whole. Comp. And, yeah. and and they they still play on one plays on one side of the field and one plays on the other. But if they see something, they go to the same yeah, side go, or yeah. whatever. But I'm not seeing that happen very often with Canberra. Yeah. So are they even a partnership? Are they even a half really. partnership? No, not really. Is it just one's playing on one side and one's playing on the other? Yeah. And Hodgson is giving the ball to one the either other. one of yeah. them when he's there after he's decided what he wants to do with it. Yeah. So yeah. I, is it too many cooks spoiling the broth there? Is it that, well, and, and, that there's yeah. not one person that's in control of the team? And, and, and even what we say with Parramatta, at least you can say Mitchell Moses is in control of that team. Yeah. Whether he's he's the best at it or whatever, or you think he's inconsistent, Mitchell Moses still call makes all the calls in that team, and the ball goes the way Mitchell Moses says it's going to go. Yes, the same with Nathan Cleary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I don't know with Canberra that no, there's a there's. I think Hodgson's the one. There's only one player that's played dummy half yeah. that can make that decision, and it's Cameron yeah. Smith, and he ain't playing anymore. That's right. So the the. So yeah, <laughs> you, you, you've got to have a dominant half. And although yes, Jack Whiten's the reigning Dalian medalist, and he had that great end to the year last year. I'm not like he's a manufactured five eight. They're fifty fifty as well. He's like, a very really good centre playing. Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them's the the main dog that's controlling the control. What the is back. it? <laughs> Ricky Stewart's one of the greatest halfbacks to play the game. He does have a great record with halfbacks because no, like two years ago when Canberra were going to win the comp, they'll. 
dro- he was dropping uh, Williams one week and bringing Caesar in, then dropping Caesar one week, bringing Williams every even in finals and, time. And, and Whiten was that main guy. Yeah, like so, Whiten was that dominant uh, guy. And in the even hearts. before Cronulla, Parramatta, who do you have? You would have had. I can't remember. Cronulla, yeah. I have Kamali a theory a with. Yeah. I have a theory with coaches a bit with that Daggy. I reckon that. Ricky Stewart, it mightn't be the case, but in overall coaching, I think the better a player you were or in that position, the harder it is to coach Mm. because it was easy for Ricky Stewart. He was natural, right? So it's probably harder for him to teach somebody how to to be like he was because... Because you go, right, if I walked out in the field... Because if Ricky Stewart walked out in the field next to Jack Whiten... He knows what he would do, but it's hard to then relay yeah. it. And it's hard to, not to relay Stewart. that. It's the yeah. same as if you're, yeah. you know, you're good at throwing a ball. It's hard to teach somebody how to throw a ball. Whereas if you were taught to throw a ball yourself, yeah. then it's easier for you to teach yeah. that skill. You look at a lot of the coaches like Wayne Bennett wasn't the best player and neither was Phil Gould and neither was Trent Robinson. So you go Tim through Shane, a lot of those so blokes yeah. that were good players, but they weren't – I'm sure they had to work harder at learning point. the skills when, of when the was game. The, what was the last great – Player to be a great coach. I can't. I'm just trying to think. Not in the <laughs> Clive Churchill, well, Ricky Stewart. I Ricky guess. Stewart. I, I don't think. And this might split the room a bit. And. I'm not saying he's bad, but I think Stewart's a bit overrated as a coach. You look at his record well, that's, overall. Well, that's my point, is that yeah. he went last yeah. a few times. At, he went what, last at, at Parramatta. Look at Canberra. At like, he, he's been there and since 2013. when he won with East, he had Gus there. No, when he won with East, they had Brad Fittler and they had like... Yes, they also had the, Brad Fittler they, they, the the, they had the Australian team, so... Yeah, yeah but then they yeah. fell apart the year after. Same that's thing right. with the Sharks. He inherited a team yeah. with the Sharks. They ran first... At the end of the season, about out of the finals, record, and then they went as down to good 14th as we think. Oh, probably not. Only no. he may it, be it, overrated. It's literally he, recent years no, because he was Canberra. actually he was a dead duck till he went back to Canberra. I, well, I no, no. Even while he was at Canberra for a bit, they didn't make the finals for the first four years. He was there. Like people forget that, and I, I wouldn't say he necessarily got lucky. It, it just it took him a long time to finally get it right. I think the fact that he went to England and got those blokes over, and it was sort of seen as a bit of a an innovation or a yeah. masterstroke, and it worked. That it's work that he's got. I, I reckon he'd do anything now for an STD call to John Bateman to bring him back. Oh, yeah, like Because he was, he was the eyes up player yeah, that, that Canberra had and they played eyes up and I know he was a back rower but he was the eyes up player for them, the X Factor guy and he's not there and they you notice and, the difference. And it, he was and a bit pro- of a ball player too. He played a bit Co- like oh, Wade Graham, where he up. could kick yeah. and he could. He had yeah. a pretty decent pass yeah. on him. As had well, some so. mongrel in, like he was the complete player. Yeah, and they're missing him this year. Might maybe more than ever showing just how important one player is to a team. Yeah, well, but with him gone, but the thing is, Turbo. We've seen Turbo Pongo last two weeks, uh, but uh, we can go all the way through, I suppose. Yeah. Um, he will never come back. Spent, no, that's the thing. He's, anyway, we spent a long time on this game. Let's let's move on <laughs> to. Uh, I'm giving three points to Val, two to Robson, one to Starling. Yep. Did you remember that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like that. So we head to Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Manly 40 defeated the Tigers 6 at Bankwest Stadium. I was at Bankwest, first time at Bankwest. What a tremendous stadium. I really liked it. I sat down on ground level because that's where uh, my associates wanted to sit, but I will be sitting up higher next time because it's a a great ground. And I I, I haven't been to a lot of live footy in about 10 years because I'm lazy and can't be bothered, but I started getting the bug back to get back to live footy. So... Until I started, until, uh, until, until the game started. first grade kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> um, reserve grade was good. I will, let's just talk about reserve grade because um, <laughs> Zach, but seriously, Zach Seney should be in that 
the way the Tigers are playing, Zach Sini has to be banging the door down now. He's playing fullback for that team, and he's very, very good. And Jock Madden, they, they're scoring 40 points every week, and Jock Madden involved yeah. in 35 of them. So it's like, so over the last let's say 36. Like five weeks, because I've been doing the New South Wales Cup previews for work too, over the past five weeks, West have scored at least 30 points per game. In two of those games, they scored 40-plus. One of them, they scored 50. How, like, how is half that team not now playing for the Tigers? Like they are, do- like they are blowing teams off. Well, Sean Bloor's got to come in. Like to the, I think they just want match they, they fitness. Want a game for yeah. Him. yeah, Sean Bloor. But Sean Bloor's got to be in their first grade team probably after this week. He, um, yeah, he was when, named to start the year, wasn't he? And then uh, no, he, he broke his wrist in the yeah. trial. Uh, t- say some stats, and I have more to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, we got uh, one try to seven, one out of one conversions for the Tigers, five out of seven for the Eagles, and a penalty goal for the Eagles. Seventy-nine percent completion for the Tigers, seventy-three percent for Manly. Thirty-one out of thirty-nine sets for the Tigers, and thirty-three out of forty-five for Manly. One line break to eight, sixteen tackle bust to thirty-six, eleven offloads to eight. A forced dropout by the Tigers, a forty. 20 by Manly. Nice 40 20 as well. Uh, 348 tackles played 318. Four, four ruck infringements for the Tigers and five from Manly. Uh, five. Five penalties conceded to four. Nine errors for the Tigers and 14 for Manly. Simpkin made 47 tackles. Croker with 42. Twile with 144 metres and Turbo with 210. Supercoach points were Turbo with 118. DCE with 110. Garrick with 105. And then they lure with 70. Simpkins missed six tackles but also made... Almost fifty. Brooks missed five out of tw- and made twenty-five, and Foran missed four and made sixteen. Um, here's a simple summary of the game: is that Tigers were the better team for half an hour, and easily uh, they dom their forward back dominated for the first half hour. Uh, but when you then get half hour into a game and you have six points on the board and you're that dominant, they, they were as dominant in – at least it felt like it live. You watched it TV. I'll give you to 20 me minutes. Let's say – yeah, okay. I'll call – I'll, call, <laughs> I'll go, give you 20. I'll call 20. Um, 20 is fine. I'm fine with 20. But to get that far into a game and not have more than six points, which really came well off for a deflection. 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but their four-pack aimed up. They they owned them. Uh, the, the game swung. The bloke who did swing the game was to power coming on. Um got him back in the game but then I was actually with my father-in-law and I mentioned to him geez Tommy hasn't touched a ball yet um, six <laughs> minutes later up. it was 18-6 he touched the ball three Should times it was 18-6 but um, they manly just uh, decimated a terrible terrible tide uh, Dane and messaged me Dane said so what's it go at Tigers is it sliding is it in an A's attack I said it's everything like everything they are doing nothing well uh, there's no but it all comes back to Effort and the, Musgrove missed three tackles and it was eighteen points. Came on the field, missed these first three tackles, and eighteen points. I reckon gave away three penalties probably as yeah. well, Musgrove. Yeah. So, yeah. so and look, twenty minutes. It's no coincidence that at twenty minutes, to power came on and Tigers made some replacements. They brought some blokes on. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious that the blokes they're bringing on probably aren't up to standard. Yeah. I'll, I'll interrupt you because this is all I'll say about no, this game. That my bugbear at the end of the game, Luke Brooks was interviewed and said, we didn't turn up. I can't cop that yeah. as as an excuse. Your job is 80 minutes, really. That's mm-hmm. their, They train during the week, but their job is 80 minutes yeah. to turn up and give 
110% for your supporters, for yourself, for your club, for your coach. And there's blokes in that team that, like the Broncos, the effort is really questionable. Mm. Like, I wouldn't... I just think it makes you look silly to say that we didn't turn up. Well, what was the surprise? You got on a bus to go to a game. You knew you were playing probably the toughest sport on the planet and you didn't turn up. Well, I'm, really, I'm a, how many times do you, do you not To put turn in context, up? I'm a tax agent. If I don't turn up for a day at work, I could go to jail. Well, you know what I mean? If I, I so that's, that's extreme, but that's what it is. It's like, yeah. It's, how many of them that didn't turn up mm, yeah. went into the coach's office the next day and say, I'll only take half my money? Yeah. I'm tipping none. <laughs> no, you know what happened next day? And then Pasco takes half a team out for a beer. So I have a problem with Pat, like, honestly. Well, you know, well I'm talking about this podcast, but, like, <laughs> there's clearly board members that want to be everyone's best mate. And he was out there. He was out there thinking he was a celebrity walking around Bankwest shaking Tigers fans' hands. It's like, <laughs> I'm not, that's not a lie. Like, it, it, I was watching it. I should have gone up and <laughs> give him the slap of the week. But it's like, you've got to. They've got to hold themselves as much accountable for the state of this club as anyone else. Actually, don't hold Madge accountable or because he can't no. tackle blokes. He's trying to instill a thing. And now I think he's actually gone the other way where he's terrified. Because last year when he dropped blokes, because last year when he dropped blokes, everyone was walking on eggshells and now he's scared to drop anyone. It's yeah. actually swung the other way is what it feels like because Zach Zini should yeah. be playing first grade. And there's talk about um, Doc yeah, Batters should be playing first grade. Too hard as well because like, they well, all get shits when they get trained. Well, what do you trained. want? Don't be at the club. Like, and that's where they've got to back imagine and say, right, now you're here for five years. Anyone that doesn't agree with you is not going to be here next year. Well, that's – and. And to the, it's back to the – and that's it. If they're going to whinge about it – sorry, David, no flume. If you're going to whinge about it, after your effort in the weekend trying to out-jump a bloke that can't catch a ball, um, <laughs> you shouldn't be in first grade. I don't care what we did last year. Luke Brooks – and this is going back to old Mitch Moses and Haas around about – the West Tigers cannot win a comp with Luke Brooks at halfback. Can't. Nah. It's not going to happen. So the then Matt should be sitting down tomorrow and say, oh, <laughs> that's right. He's 153 games in a career. He's never played a finals game. Tomorrow they've got to sit down and go, all right, Luke, we know you've got a contract for two years. We're going to pay you 800, but you never play another game of first grade again. And then it's up to him to go and find somewhere else. Yep. Otherwise, you could cop it and pay him out and bring Jock Madden in and move on with life. Adam Dewey's got something to offer. you got Jackson Hastings coming next year as well. And Jackson Hastings come. Say, say look, Hastings come next year. He's playing seven. Yeah, take one of the See, Luke, and put them in seven for the time. Yeah. Well, at least they can tackle. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just say, look, sorry, Luke, you know, there's two more years in your deal. You know we, we're going to honour it. But we did it. Uh, at least Jason Taylor had the balls to do it to Robbie Farrow, uh, which was mis- wrong. They've but been mismanaged, Dag. They have. Like, and if you go through the list and Ollie mentioned earlier about players in the last eight years that the Tigers yeah, I've, I've done the have, list before, have, yeah. We did it and, last year, And yeah. blokes <laughs> that they've signed that have just been – And they've paid out, like – well overs. Mumbai, well, well, Reynolds, long way over. Packer, but Madalino. Madalino is the worst story. Yeah. Well, he was medically Knights retired. Had, the Knights had signed him first, yeah. and then when he had his medical, they said, no, we're not having him. So the Tigers said, oh, well, we'll sign him. <laughs> knowing about the medical. Knowing that he'd had mm. the medical and another club had said no. Yeah, Blair would have so, been pretty close. But... but <laughs> I'm talking about Blair. Agreed. And then went, and then Blair went, went, went on to the Warriors. Went to went Warriors. To Warriors. <laughs> That's probably even worse, the fact uh, that anyway, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. With the management of the club, I don't know what whether it's a an Ashfield versus Campbelltown thing and it's still magpie people yeah. on the board want something but and Tigers fair, people. I'll, but you would think Magpies after, have all the money. I would rather them just buy them out because they're not going to get rid of the Tigers brand. Yeah. Um, buy them out. Move to Campbelltown. Pick up the... 
to uh, all the nursery out there and move on with life. Just, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd, Sorry, I cut you off, Gumpy. I've been on no, a bit that, tonight. That, yeah. And it, it was just the fact that, that Brooke said what he said they didn't turn up. And yeah. that, that just doesn't wash with me. It's, uh, okay. it's just I, it's shit. To say something else. Say that yeah. we were just – we were awful and the no, other team were better and, and yeah. Yeah. We, we go back to the drawing boards. But to say you didn't turn up, fucking seriously, yeah. just don't. Well, <laughs> and then um, to uh, – yeah, well, they didn't turn up. Um Watching live, so they they took. A, I said it last week they took a gamble on Jimmy Roberts. His only asset in life is speed. Watching, he doesn't have. He's just not fast anymore. So he actually brings zero to the game. He had five. He had five errors on the weekend. Probably cost him half the momentum, plenty of times. Um, what can you say? About, there's nothing left for me to say about Tigers. The rest are pretty ordinary. Luciano's their best player. What can I say? And Simpkins, they've at least got the brains to sign him to a five-year deal. Good luck. There's something. Manly, though, were good. Um, tur- but, you know, good players going to do that against shit teams like um, Parramatta did. Turbo, he played – I think he, he didn't play for the first 20. He went off 20 to go. So he played for 40 minutes and had, what, two try – three try assists, three line break assists, a line break, a try, whatever well, else he had. Played half a game. Played, he literally played half a game because <laughs> he didn't touch a ball. Uh, DCE was very, very good. Uh, he has grown a leg since Turbo's been back. Again, you can do that when you're only – All grown a leg. Um, <laughs> and I stand by what I've said previously about – Schuster, um, Ola Katar was pretty good as well. Very good. Yeah. And um, the bench forward made a difference. Sipley, you have never heard of, but geez, he made an impact. Yeah, no. I've, got him, I've got him in my um, Yeah, he's, he's got something team. to offer. Uh, and even live, it's funny live because um, just before half time, Mbai came on to play second row, which was another the thing they tried last <laughs> week. And Marty Tapao literally walked from one side of the field to the other and just went right. <laughs> he, just, he just got up and left. And then next set, bang, straight through. And anyway, that's all I got to say about the game. Tigers, I just, I said it three weeks ago that I was embarrassed to put a Tigers jersey on ever again until I see some effort. I thought they did against Salves, and now the Tigers jersey. Well, that's the again. thing. That's the big thing with the Tigers that makes them probably one of the worst teams to support and one of the worst teams to work out what's going on with. I didn't watch the game all the way through, obviously, because you guys um, saw I was out before. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. Rugby League's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And for people who don't know who that is, that's a person who split personality who's evil and good. Well, bad and good in the Tigers' sense. Like, every second week we're talking about how they put in a great effort, how they nearly beat a premiership contender. Yeah, but you know the problem is, Ollie, that's, is they don't beat them. So against Power, and it's right to say, yeah, we nearly beat South, nearly beat no, Power. No, but that's the thing. You're okay. still one from seven. If, if you nearly like, beat well, South and nearly beat Power, of course you should Manly. be beating yeah. Manly. Yes, that's, but they that's don't. That's the thing, but yeah. they don't. And not only do they not beat Manly, or they don't beat the Cowboys, I know in the end they came back and nearly won, but they get absolutely blown off the park by these teams who they should be dominating because the week before they've nearly beaten a, a was, premiership well, contender. The like, biggest problem with the Tigers is... That out of all the teams in the comp, the difference between their best and their worst is too yeah. great. Yeah. Like the the good teams, their best and their worst, there's not much difference between them. Even the bottom teams, the the best and their worst, there's not a big deal of difference. But the Tigers, their best is good, but the worst is just – on their worst, they're the worst team in the comp. Yeah, they are. At yeah, their worst. Simple. At their worst. Yeah. They're, they're a worse team than the Broncos and the Bulldogs yeah. and, and those teams yeah. at their worst. They offer most – like, they offer zero. There's zero for me to be excited about. 
look, Adam Dewey's good. Adam Dewey in a good team would be a, a superstar. He's a he's a good player in a, Laurie, in a terrible Laurie, team. Yeah. Laurie's too small to, to make a general difference. Yeah, like, Manu, but whereas a turbo is big enough to make an individual difference, Laurie's not. He, he yeah, he's yeah. good enough to be a Calabatkins or someone like that. Let's be honest. Um, Simpkins will be a good player down the road. Uh, the James Robert experience should have been ended this week. I don't know why they're persisting. There's nothing else to offer. Uh, it was pretty clear. Like he, like I said, if he was still explosive, if he was still Xavier Coates, you'd, you'd hold on. But he's not. He's just. He's not. Um, and I think it's frust- It's clear that it's frustrating him because now he's making. He's trying, and it's not helping him. I feel sorry. I actually feel sorry for him. He's getting cranky. Um, Zach Sainin's a better player. Like now, hundred percent. He's a better and a player. Bigger player and a bigger player. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I would almost no, he's too small. I would almost put Zach Senior to fullback in first grade and move Laurie, but Laurie's small. Um, the Tigers would have been happy for about twenty minutes. A little yeah. that crawl from Luciano, he's crawling and crawling and got his hand to the ball mm. for that first try. But um, uh, wait, that first try, the Schuster set up that first try for Manly. That was really nice. It floated across. I've bit talk, of footwork. I've pumped him up enough lately. He's, he's a back ball. rower though. He's not a five eight. He's too big. Agree. He's a big boy. He's a back rower now. And he's big. Grown. He's clearly um, he was five eight and live. He's, he's one of the biggest blokes in that field. Oh, he's a big boy. He's as big as Tapao. Like he's a big boy. You don't realise. Yeah. He's a back. He's got to play back row. Yeah. Yep. Tommy and should he up. is a the mobile back row. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, Tommy busted him, set up DCE again, and then they started going down the middle. They busted him on the edges and then started ripping up the, the Tigers' middle. Um, Roberts, as you mentioned, with three costly errors that pretty much led directly to tries. Um, uh, Tom, Tommy Talau's taken up Kapoa's pot plant. Fucking, he's and he's actually doing a little bit better, I think. Than I don't know Kapoa he's up the standard. Was. I don't think he's up the standard. Um the starting pack was decent, but the Tigers bench was rubbish. Um, Manly's pack was pretty – oh, Manly were pretty strong all over the field, but um, to power wound back the clock, as you mentioned. Um, I've, I've pretty much just going over the old ground here, realistically, that you've mentioned pretty much every everybody that was good and everybody that wasn't that good. But, yeah, Roberts and Tommy Talau, there's got to – something's got to happen there. It's pretty simple. West had a better team last year. Imagine that and Randy Lambert. So, anyway, we don't need talking about this game. DC, I give three points. Tommy, two. To power one. Yep, I agree yeah. with that. I, I will say to power was a momentum shifter, but, yeah, DC, I thought was tremendous. Roosters, 34. Dragons, 10. Um, I missed a lot of this because I was on the way back from – I did be talked off the <laughs> roof at Bankwest. Um, <laughs> the second half was all right. Rope from Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to shut. That's uh, – anyway. I actually have to watch the Tigers at the pub these days because there's too many. I've been through too many TVs at this house. Uh, six tries people talk two, about this game. Five out of six conversions for the Roosters. One out of two for the Dragons. Seventy-eight percent completion played. Eighty-four percent from the Dragons. Uh, Thirty-one out of forty-one sets for the Roosters. Thirty-two out of thirty-eight for the Dragons. Nine line breaks to three. Thirty-three tackle busts by the Roosters. Nineteen by the Dragons. Sixteen offloads played. Eleven. Four force dropouts by the Roosters and five by the Dragons. Uh, zero 40-20s, 326 tackles played, 342. Three ruck infringements played, two. Three penalties conceded played, four. 12 errors by the Roosters, seven by the Dragons. Both teams had somebody sent to the sin bin. Crichton with 40 tackles, McCulloch with 46, Manu with 194 metres, and Maguire with 136. Satili missed six tackles, which is a little unusual. He's normally yeah. a bit better than that in defence. Manu missed two and made seven. 
Lomax missed four tackles and made 12. Unlike him too. Norman missed four and made 16. Uh, Walker with 125 supercoach points. Tarek Sims with 89. And Satili Tupanua with 84. I haven't seen a halfback especially be this good coming you know, to grain, grade that young since Nathan Cleary. Yeah, it was funny. He did fuck all for 45 minutes. Well, I was <laughs> no, but that, it's just that. It's that. Like, but w- look at him when he was on. I don't think he's played an 80-minute game yet, right? But when he's on, he is, he is like – He's on when he needs to be, except Melbourne. That's been his only bad game first, so far. First two games, he sort of he was always sort of in and abouts, but the last couple, he's been targeted and sort of bashed out of the game for their first half an hour, forty minutes of both the last two games. But you know what? Played. Especially that but last game for him to come back turn from him that. Off, man. You know what? Yeah. He just keeps coming. He's eighteen, and really now, he won him the game against the Sharks, mm-hmm. and 100%. was instrumental in. The Roosters, I always thought, had the game in control. I'd say it was they, their best player. They beat him though. in the fall, but Walker was their, their best player. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it's interesting that, that Daggy said before that people sometimes judge players through super coach. And I know, Barn, on our chat, after about 30 <laughs> minutes, people are saying, oh, bloody Walker, Where's he's Walker? minus one What's and he's zero points. Yeah. And, yeah. and and my old man Needles even said he didn't know that Walker was up to standard. And my immediate response when Walker wasn't doing much is, He's up to the standard. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and, it was, yes. and and it was before he'd actually done anything. And then within the next twenty twenty five minutes of the game, it's, it, it, you know what? It's just confidence and effort. And he's just a player. He's just a good footballer. That at eighteen, he's been the best player on the ground twice in a very good football team. Can you uh, can you a, tell me what inspired Needles? Big, well, I think he was or? talking about he was super on minus one. Oh, he was okay. on minus was one on super minus coach, one so I think that that's, as you said before, yeah, people sometimes speak through their super coach yeah. eyes rather than – and you know what? Blokes can have a bad game, and as we said, Melbourne, he, it was his worst game, and they targeted him. They made him made a lot – make him – they made him make a lot of tackles and rushed dragons him and well whatnot, and Dragons sort of did it, but he found a way And it's going to happen this week, Barnett, and there'll and be people. Gonna, games he knows that. They know that. Everyone knows that. There's going to be games over the next two or three years where you're going to go, oh, shit, that was a rubbish game. Like, it just happens. Correct. Yep. Halves are not going to be at 100% and every week. It's just not going to happen. You've got to think how much better he's been. And, and when I said ditto to Ollie before, he's doing this with a bloke at 5'8", that really is not a first grader. Like yeah. Drew Hutchinson is... I'd he's, say he does what he needs to, but he doesn't need to do much. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Could you imagine how Walker would be going if Kiri was Kiri at six? Was beside him. Yeah. Seriously, like, it's well, serious. They are amazing because they've, re- they've offered him a five-year deal, so they're, like, they're happy to They're a serious him. football team with Kiri in and him in and Tedesco and Verrills will be their hooker now moving forward. Cor- what, a, what a big in for Verrills. Yeah. Was he, if you haven't touched him. Yeah. In, in terms of that. So, um, only on Walker. <laughs> in in terms of that, like... Just the, the way he... Whatever he sees it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. He's not worried about someone no. taking an intercept and running down the other end of he's, the field. He's going to throw that ball. He's, he's gonna very Jimmy Maloney, but better. He's but gonna the same run, philosophy you know? is that I'm going to play footy and if I make a mistake, then I'm still going to do the next... Do it two minutes later because I'm going to back myself to do it right the next time. And there's not many players like it that 
sort of play that way. It helps to have the cattle the around you, obviously. Of course when it you're does. In a, but set up like that, but no, oh, mate, there's nothing but praise. You can't you can't knock the kid at all. He's taken his seen, licks as well. He He's hasn't um, bumped. He on. hasn't. Put, he had some combos going in the trial games that he, we haven't seen yet. Like he was yeah, he hasn't really, gone to he, really. He went yet. to Crichton in the yeah. trial games and. There was a lot of points in that. He hasn't started with. He hasn't done a lot of the inside stuff yet yeah. either, which he was doing in the trials. He's just been going mainly to the edges. Yeah. But um, with the Morris boys out on the edges, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah, just sing it out there to him. But and in like, the trials, he was looking for Crichton to pop to him, and he'd wrap around and go. I the think other he's, side he's, he's he's doing what he's been asked to do, and he's doing it well. Hmm? Unless <laughs> I'm forgetting someone well. obvious and having a big blank. If DCE goes down before Origin, he's playing halfback for Queensland. Like who else? Well, who who else is there? He's the the second choice. He'll probably be in the squad in in the eighteen to twenty one. I mean, they'll put Fogarty. Fogarty was in a squad last year. They can't pick him. Oh, I don't. I don't. As a Titans (laughs) fan, I, I oh. As a Titans fan, and if I was a Queensland fan, I'd have Walker over Fogarty. There's someone obvious I'm missing here. I'm trying to think, like no one at the got plenty of hookers. Queensland. I was going to say, put 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 a carry at halfback and put (laughs) Marnie. The other thing, do do they think he's too young and play Corey Norman or someone like that? Uh, Yeah, Corey Norman. Shame on me for forgetting Norman. Or Ponga at six. I'll just do a quick wrap here, and then we can keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they Sorry, could go Ponga at six and then AJ at fullback. Thought yeah. the Roosters forwards just absolutely dominated over a Dragons pack that was okay, actually. The Dragons pack wasn't bad, but they got dominated in this one. Uh, Manu's best game of the year, playing He's the fullback. best fullback. He's the best, non, he's <laughs> the best non-fullback fullback in the comp. Like, <laughs> he is. Like, I've said it. How clubs like the Tigers aren't trying to get him over as a fullback? How Addo Carr's getting fullback contracts before him? And yeah, that half an hour, 10 minutes before halftime, 20 minutes after halftime, Walker just absolutely destroyed this game after being targeted for that first half an hour. Um, J-Moz had some really nice touches, beautiful try assist. Um, he was the best Morris this week. He was. He <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> and you know what? It is a pretty high standard. Uh, he, 100%. <laughs> and um, the Dragons just sort of lost their effort. The last 20 minutes of the game, they just sort of went, we're done here. And just, I don't know, you know if he didn't fuck around with the team too much, Griffin, to be honest. I'd, you know, they'd been going all right with Norman and Clune and Bird in the centres, and they've put Bird to 5'8". And I know Bird's a good player, but he... Well, I think it was a defensive well, thing. I, I agree, it, but it was a defensive. You know what? Sometimes they, you overthink, and we'll talk been, about that in yeah. the next. They've game. been winning, and I think, you know, I agree. With, I agree with that. Maybe you, do you tinker? Well, surprised because they're going because that uh, game. I got there and go. Oh, prayer has been sent off. I'm going. Why is prayer in the what? What? Because yeah. I've been told, asking where he was all year, and suddenly he's and getting binned. I mean, what? Dufty's last try was yeah. Um, Pure the filth. work that he did to <laughs> set up that last try was pure filth. He did some – it was a brilliant run to set up that try for him. I could upload that sound. Sims was good. Uh, Norman McCulloch and Laurie were okay. Maguire was the best forward for mm. the Dragons and he came off the bench. So yeah. he's actually he's, – he's only had two games there, but he's been one of their best mm. in the two games he's played. You know what you're getting from him. Well, they're finished in front picking him up from Aaron, haven't they? Yes, yes they have. Well, Hunt's been named to come back this week and yes, he when he first got injured, I remember we had this discussion, can can they keep up uh, th- that form and can Norman continue to play to the standard? I posed the question because I, was, I think, yeah, they have been closer and I little, think but. dropped off a little, but I mean, <laughs> it was still a really good game against the Warriors. If RTS doesn't play... Dragons win. They True. also went up against a rooster side who are still quality. So I'd have to give Norman a pass and the Dragons oh, a pass 100%. for this period without Hunt. They've proven they're not a one-man team. 
I um Norman gets more than a pass. The Dragons. He's, he's been good. Um, Dragons get a pass. Hook. I think Hook's got the key to the old boys, basically, and he's just got to. And this uh, this round for both the Dragons or Warriors, uh, maybe the Titans. This round was a wake up call for a lot of clubs Knights. where they've just gone. And the Knights was the one I was going to say. Yeah, where you are, where they've just they've realised where they actually are at, and yep. if you tinker too much, like. Why don't try and reinvent the wheel? Well, stability um, is what success is generally built on, man. Well, the next like, game. The well, let's let's wrap this up because game. I want to round about yeah. them more. So, um, uh, three Walker. Where are we going to? Two on one. Uh, two for Manu. Yeah. One for Maguire. Okay, we'll go with that. So, uh, when we talk about reinventing the wheel, <laughs> Melbourne forty-two, Warriors twenty. Um, when. It popped up uh, as I got to the Colonial to watch the end of the, f- the prior game that RTS was playing in the wing and Reese Walsh is going to play fullback. Warriors may as well have been 100 to 1 because they could never have won this game as soon as that happened. RTS, I've made the case that he's playing the best rugby league he's played in his career this year to this point. Yep. And they've moved, they've weakened a strength to accommodate. I, I have all the respect in the for world a for winger. All the respect in the world for RTS to say, oh, he's the future, let him play. Nathan Brown should also have some brains to go, no, you're my best player, you play where you're supposed to I'm play. I'm fine for one game. Well, I think they, they thought they game. were going to lose it anyway, so they it, don't. If that's a, a theory, the but honestly, they do, it cost but. him, I can't say it cost him the game, but he, he was all at sea in the wing, more so in defence. Uh, he didn't get involved. The last 10 minutes were actually involved, he looked like a superstar, because he is. Oh, he's still putting some effort in. But I, I'm not saying he wasn't putting effort in. And I'm sure, and Reese Welsh... It looks like he's got something, but he's tiny. RTS is – when I talk about when you want single-handed fullbacks, I think you want big ones, and Reese Walsh is smaller than Dane Laurie, at least from the looks of it. He has very pretty eyes, which is lovely. But um, he – and he's going to be a decent player. But to move one of the best fullbacks in the game, to me, was madness. He but did have a couple of nice touches, I don't get it in round seven. I yeah, don't yeah. get it when you're, you're three and three, so you, you're yeah. in the middle of the table, you need to win as many games as you can to make the eight. I yes. get it if it's round 20 and you can't make the eight yes. to put the kid in. I, and if why not? He's playing him at 5-8 this week. Why not do that last week? Yeah, and if RTS at fullback and Walsh at six, like they've done this week. I don't and think. Then to, and they had Sirenin in the halves. Like, mm. Daggy and I messaged each other to say, what's he smoking? Nathan yeah. Brown. Honestly, like well, the I don't that I could come get up it, with that they were playing Melbourne. They didn't think they'd they're win playing anyway. Melbourne, they don't think they're going to win. They then don't why want to put, up? They well, don't want to put because if they put Walsh in the front line, but it, like I'm not saying necessarily, but put RTS you know where he mean? should you put, be, you put and then go okay, the Melbourne. But than have the isn't Melbourne beating us 26-20 better than losing by forty and not even being and just yeah, being blown off the field? Reese Walsh in the front line. I wouldn't pay Reese Walsh. You signed him a week ago. All the rest of them running straight. He's 19 years old and you signed him a week ago. Give him eight weeks playing something else and then put him in. Let him go play for. Through the Christchurch and Once someone and done. destroy yeah. teams. Well, realistically, uh, fucking the Brown will be sitting there packing shit at the moment because RTS is going. 
Like he's he's got to find, and and I'm sure within that whole club, that that obviously the Warriors would be absolutely that obviously is the whole thought of the every single human being in that club because need to find someone for doing that because RTS must be walking around going like dead men walking. The kid can play. He had a good game. I've got no knocking. He had a good game. Yes, he was very good, but he wasn't as good as RTS would be. But even just like just the and I know both their wingers are pot plants, so wouldn't have mattered. But like both the Addo Car tries, like I say they. They both don't happen if RTS. Oh, is I don't know that fucking move that he put oh, on. Oh, he beats anyone. That no, no, but if you've got a winger there, you should see you later. No, but oh, RTS mate. defending there, I'm that saying beating that's RTS just different. About try the year. Um, but also, but in that attack, like just attack and giving you a body in attack that's floating. It's I just lost it. I was numb for like. <laughs> that's very good. Come on, now. What do you take? What do you take out of Melbourne? Jerome Hughes was absolutely. Oh yeah, you got to do five out of eight conversions and two out of. For the Warriors, seventy-two percent completion played, eighty-four for the Warriors. Again, high completions from the Warriors. Twenty-eight out of thirty-nine sets played, thirty-two out of thirty-eight. Ten line breaks for the Storm played, three from the Warriors. Thirty tackle busts to twenty-two. Seventeen offloads to ten. A force dropout from the Storm. Uh, 303 tackles played 277. Three ruck infringements to one. Two penalties conceded to four. 13 errors from the Storm to nine from the Warriors. Uh, Warriors with a bin. Kafusi with 36 tackles. Egan with 32. Smith with 139 metres. And RTS with 194. Uh, Brandon missed five and made 20. Egan missed six and made 32. Supercoach points, Hughes with 141, Remus Smith with 109, Josh Adekar with 106, and uh, what have we got there? Mamalo with 91 and a hat-trick. That's pretty... (laughs) (laughs) You would have got 70 points for that. I'm happy I got my man of the match prediction right, I'd say fairly. Hughes. Uh, Jerome, that was his best game. Um, It came with a lot of... Well, he's he's probably the best running... We talk about running halves. He's the best running half in here. Unbelievable he was... Every yeah. try that they scored, he had a part of. You two can sure. discuss him yourself if you want. <laughs> that but uh, he was, yeah, he was just in everything, every and found the right holes, made holes, broke holes, just uh, was all holed up. Uh, but, um, <laughs> I thought he was outstanding. I just thought he was great. Um, Be close to the best. Melbourne game, I think I've ever seen him play. He'd have put his hand down tremendous. the toilet and pulled out a fucking diamond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, seriously, like he was. He was yeah. You can have Turbo and all that this week. He was the player of the round, Jerome Hughes. Fair enough. I think happy so. to say, happy he to say was, Well, in terms of the season as a whole, and Munster hasn't been bad or anything, I'd say Hughes probably been has looked better than just for, for this year alone. I'd different different footy yet. But yes, yeah, yeah. But he's, look, I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm not saying he's a better player. Quiet for the but first four rounds or so, but he's coming to his own. Uh, not a lot. Of, not a lot of the wizard this round. They kept him cool. Uh, they probably didn't need him. Um, yeah, what can you say? Melbourne, Nico Hines is a perfectly capable fullback that uh, has got a better fullback in front of him. Again, he had a couple of nice touches as well. On the again, any club looking for a fullback place. could do worse and find him or Joey Manu. Um, well, what can the you The problem they, is they the Brisbane's the only team who's really looking for a fullback at the moment. So Well, he can play 5-8 too. I know a, a, a club in Campbelltown it could use a 5-8. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Or a halfback, five eight, right. Uh, do we have much more to talk about? I think we've probably covered it. Anything? I think coming? we've covered it. Melbourne just 
Yeah, Venom. Them, really? Yep. Uh, oh, oh, I do want to mention Remus Smith looked like a god. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has that effect on yeah, people. This is a couple of nice tries. Uh, we already mentioned Josh Adokar's move on RTS. That yeah, fucking sent me mental. The other, the other one we haven't talked about is um, Current's hit, and I'm glad he got off because it was yep. a sensational hit and shouldn't shouldn't have got shoulder to potential shoulder. four or five. Yeah, it was a head clash. Uh, but that Josh Curran, we talk about how things change quickly in six to eight weeks. Um, no one even knew he was at the start of the year, and now everyone's rapidly, well, obviously because he's cheap, get him a super coach. But uh, yeah. he looks like a player. He's got something to offer. He's uh, yeah. got something. Is there. Christian and Welsh the most improved footballer in the last 12 months, though? I know he's always been good. Oh, two years. But the dimension last year. and the offloads, he's throwing 10 offloads a game. Last year like, and this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, but is he? Like, I, well, I said to you, what, a month year, ago, like, is he Australian prop? Yeah. Uh, like, wouldn't change, would you? No, he's just he's off well, the Papali's charts. Well, Papali's not anymore. So he's Christian Welsh is off the charts. They're going to pick the Papali from reserve grade. The way we're going, so like the offloads and that what he's offering now is mm. an extra dimension to Melbourne's game. The Warriors miss Torhu Harris big time. Their pack looks completely different without that bloke yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Murchie was pretty good, but um, Ben Murdoch Masilla probably had his best game. Since he's come back, he was strong. Yeah. The more you think about it, they got lost by 20. There's actually – there's enough positives from the Warriors. You'd be okay. Be interesting to see how Walsh yeah. goes um, at 5'8 this week. But. Yeah, that's a different story, but we'll get to that. Three to Hughes, two to Hines, one to the Fox. Any comments? Christian Walsh I can throw in there. Um, happy with that. The no, Fox we'll deserves a point for yeah. the Yeah, with our fearless leader. Happy with Nico Hines too? Yeah. yeah. Cool. That wraps up our wrap. Uh, some business to attend to. The peanut of the week, in your opinion. Oh. Okay, so put out a post, I think it was two days ago now, talking about are we in the golden age of fullbacks? And I said that I think we are purely because, in my opinion, at the moment, your very top tier of fullbacks of all time, there are two men there Clive Churchill and Billy Slater, for me. Right, I think there are at least five fullbacks at the moment. Not saying they all will. I don't think they all will. But there are five fullbacks with the potential to join those men. And I don't think we've ever had that many fullbacks at one time with the potential uh, to join players like that. Now, there were plenty of comments saying, well, you know, for my top tier, what about these players from back here and whatever. Um, I personally don't think any other players were... Churchill and Slater level purely because they changed the way fullbacks to your play. Point, yeah, um, especially to your point, if you're asking are we in a gold age of fullbacks, yes, because fullbacks are the most important player in a team now. Yeah. I think but yeah, you're gonna quote a few, but that meant everyone had to say, Well what about Gary Jack? And, oh what about my Gray Media? Yeah, yeah they, they were great, but for me the point it's of the question. Just, yeah, it's just Can I ask you, Ollie, what evidence do you base on that Clive Churchill's better than anyone we know? Beyond that he has a, a, a Metal named after him. Well, I've actually, uh, in high school, so this is going back a long time when I was, you know, still really a wannabe journalist. I uh, actually, I did an assignment on him um, and I did some research and you obviously can't see much footage of Clive Churchill, but there is a little bit out there. And from the research I did and what I saw, he innovated the game as back when he was playing, 
the fullback's main role was when they got the ball on the last, it wasn't to run the ball back, it was to kick it back. He started running the ball, and you know what? Out of all the fullbacks to start running the ball, he's the one you'd least likely think would do so because he was that small. But he started running the ball back, and ever since then, fullbacks have been running the ball back, and they've been running the ball. A fullback's main role back in the day was to literally get the ball down near their own end goal and kick it back, and he changed that. We wouldn't have... Your Pappenhausen's running around, your Tedesco's today and all that, if it wasn't... I'm sure eventually someone would have picked up on it and started going for it, but he's the one who did it. So I'd say because he changed the game that yeah, much... But and, to to, and to and my point records, is, I don't think... I, I've no evidence to suggest he's a better player than James Tedesco. Just no, I know, I know, but that's the thing. Because Same as the Clive Benneman's not no, a better cricketer than yeah. Matthew Hayden, but yeah, we're told but that he's the first of, player to open for Australia. But because of Clive Churchill doing that, and I guess changing the way fullbacks played, so those guys could come through. That's why he's up there for me in, in that category. Okay. That, Is he the bloke used to throw it to himself? Or was that Delhi M? Who Daly Messenger? Yeah, Daly. Yeah, so there's only one other fullback that you'd probably throw in there. Who's that for you? Because I haven't seen Graham Langlands. Fair enough. Yeah. We obviously never saw. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. I only saw a little bit lines, of him, but but, but in, on reputation and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. If you speak to people that sort yeah. of know, they they'd throw someone like Graham Langlands in yeah, there sort of for what what he was doing. But I'll argue, as not in as big a way. From in the thirty years I've been watching footy, Brett Mullins changed the game in a lot of ways. That's right, but it, I think yeah, but the, those, the point uh, as to Ollie's point, he's talking about they're all at era once, where it's all coming through. No, no, hundred percent, hundred. Sorry, we're getting into Sorry, I, I actually yeah. I put myself into the peanut category. What I'm <laughs> I'm actually agreeing with you that all at once is your right. Like you might have I, had I, I went Mullins down the wrong path. Brasher and somebody else at that yeah. one time, but there's I've never never been a time where well, there's been more the fullbacks than now. You must if you don't if you don't have a fullback on that level, you can. Not win the comp. Well, New South Wales may have five fullbacks in their team. Yep, you could pick, if they pick five fullbacks tomorrow, no one will complain. Well, they'll definitely be three. Yeah, yeah. Latrell's getting picked. Turbo's well, getting picked. Well, I don't know about Latrell. I reckon that Turbo's definitely in. Tedesco's in, and Pappenhausen's in. And I there's pick, three. I, I reckon Latrell's well, I in think, at three well, as well. Personally, Latrell. And go back we'll through, go back three or four years. You can add Whiten was a fullback. You can add Whiten to that. Correct. Munster was a fullback. You can add Munster to that. Hughes was a fullback. You can add Hughes to yeah. that. Correct. Gutho, <laughs> and we didn't mention Gutho. Gutho played ten last year. Gutho's Parramatta's best player, and then they are halves, but they were fine. fullbacks. And yeah. So, and, you have, and then you've got AJ Ponga. Yeah. For Queensland. Well, the RTS. Well, the five I named. AJ went and this year's terrible. In my post, <laughs> in my post, I said at least five. So I'm open to others. But the five the, I had. Anyway, we all agree. So, your peanut. We all agree. Your this the, era where you start is is the golden age fullbacks. of fullbacks. Yes. yes. So there were plenty of peanuts who were like, no, well, it was the sixties, whatever. And I do have Clive Churchill up there, but please put the fullbacks of the sixties up against these blokes today. See what happens. And I know. And there was a comment who is peanutted who said, well, fullbacks these days have the advantage because they don't have to work during the week and they can train and it's full time. Well, sorry, that's not their fault. Like. If they're better, they're better. That's not a point. That's not that's, a point. Uh, that's, that's an off-field point. Who cares? Point. Like, but there still wasn't sorry. seven teams running around with fucking great fullbacks in yeah. their team. There just wasn't. That's the worst point because if you took any of those fullbacks and put them here, 
you could still argue they might not still be as good with all the advantages. Yep. We don't know. And maybe they maybe they would have been. You know, if you put these fullbacks yeah. and give them jobs. Well, they probably, if they, if they were good players then, they'd they would be, be good, good players, players yeah. now and they'd have worked harder and yeah. they'd be at the level. But would there be as many of them? Probably not because there weren't that many then. The no. whole question was how many <laughs> well, generations the, have had seven standout, five, seven well, standout fullbacks? He's a peanut, Ollie. Through it once. 100%. You, you, yeah, you. Put it this way, if a team was picked tomorrow, you could pick any one of eight players as the Australian fullback. And I cannot remember a time where you could have picked that. Yeah, and I guess to put a nice, neat bow on it, there's just yes. a really dumb comment from that post that I'm going to read out it. now. And it's, Slater was a cheat, should never have been made an immortal. I must have missed <laughs> missed that immortal ceremony yeah, when, when Slater yeah. got put in. Um, yeah. People, eh? Uh, yeah. Your pot plants of the week. Ollie, you're on a roll. Keep going. Pot plant of the week. I am going to stick with... I'm going to go Ash Taylor, actually. I'm going to change it and go Ash Taylor because you brought him up before as a one of the biggest pot plants in the competition. I'm sure, sorry if I've taken that from you, Daggy, but you, you really made me think, and I was like, yeah, at least for this year, most of last year too. He literally does nothing. Well, I got him, so. uh, I got him last week, so he's gone back-to-back, old Ash Taylor. But my, point, my thing is he doesn't even look fit, like... Anyway, this would be the third or fourth time this season. Yeah, I think, I think so he as might. Well, be, uh, GT keep those records. Uh, Gumpy, have you got a David Mead? He doesn't get a hand on a bloke. David yeah. Mead. Was it last week? He had minus kick meters. Anyway, sorry. David Mead. Pop yeah. plan of the week. Fair enough. Goes without saying. Don't need to. I don't need to go into it. it was going to be mine, but I think I might steal daggies and go with <laughs> Roberts. No, don't. I, don't. I, I, Tell us why. Tell us why, please, I think please, Daggy David. go someone different Yeah, I've got someone else. I know who Daggy's oh, going to go for. As you said... In, and thank in, you for leaving. As you <laughs> said with, in the game, mate, he did absolutely fuck all. What he did do was give errors away, which led directly to points, and he just gets... Any involvements that he does have, he generally shut down very quickly or it ends in an error, and he's starting to get his angry head on too the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's getting frustrated and doing some really yeah, silly I've stuff. I've got real concerns for him. Um, I said, yeah, and we don't talk about Tigers anymore. And I've made a point of none of my stuff being about the Tigers. All right, nice. So my pop plan of the week: eighty minutes from Adam Elliott oh, for the it. dogs. Can, uh, produced nine missed tackles, three ineffective tackles, six runs for thirty-six meters. Mm. So in fact, the pop plant would have run further. Uh, I it just <laughs> stood out like a sore thumb, and I thought it's really boring me bagging the Tigers. So I'm going to try and not do and that. And Adam Elliott's beautiful. not that bad a player, player. either. Oh, he's, oh, just oh, a, he's just had a he's just had a shit game. Put a the pumpkin on. Dog Put of a game, but on. yeah, six runs for thirty-six meters and twelve missed tackles. Well done, Adam. <laughs> Look forward to some Mad Monday stuff this year. Uh, you salute and slap. Oh, this way, salute. I'm going to salute Benji Marshall for that effort. Uh, <laughs> I know I said I wouldn't talk about Tigers, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Not just that effort, because that was incredible. Uh, as good a game as he's ever played, you can stack it up against his 2011 year and his 05, better than his 05 year, but uh, any of the games in 2011 when we should have won the comp. Um, also, this week he's about to tick over 332 first grade appearances, which is the most for a Kiwi. Okay. Which, if you took out injuries and in any couple of years in rugby and whatever else he did, is an amazing effort. He is. If he'd stayed around, he'd be pushing Cameron Smith for longevity. Uh, just an amazing effort, Benji Marshall, and uh, that's why he, the name Benji is reserved for my next son. <laughs> uh, something that got thrown at me a few times is people suggesting me Benji should be an immortal. Any thoughts? I don't necessarily agree because I think Brad Fittler's a better player, but... I agree, but... And it's n- not entirely for on-field... Mm. 
reasons. As a child growing up, Benji Marshall has had a bigger influence on, on children coming up. And you're in that era, actually. Yeah, in, in yeah, that yeah. era. Then I'd argue he's up there with any player of all time, but definitely this, this generation. In primary school, I had so many friends who were Tigers fans and still are who were from Penrith, but because they saw Benji play. And you know what? We used to, you know, you know how you'd play when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I want to be this player, I want to be that player. Every single lunchtime, it was who's going to be Benji? My condolences like, to all those people that are Tigers fame, fans. Hall of Fame, yes. Yeah. Um, immortal, I'm not sure. Um, his time away from the game hurt him, to be honest. The time he went over, when he went to rugby and then came back, I think that's probably tarnished his legacy that little bit, which will keep him out of being an immortal status. He'll get Hall of Fame for New Zealand. He'll get Hall of Fame for NRL, NRL but yeah. I don't think he'll get I think Immortal's a stretch. If he does yeah, get Immortal, no, as I said, it's going to be largely from due to that off-field influence. Well, I I agree, and, and like I said, the uh, benchmark I, I set is that Brad Fittler was a better player, won more comps, single-handedly won yeah, Easter comp. Probably I used to go watch him win Easter comp, and uh, what he did for, and that's without captaining Australia and what he did for New South Wales even returning. So, different <laughs> round. Your salute, Bun. I was going to salute Benji, but I'll go with oh. the dogs' defensive effort just to cover defence. Um, they they would have saved probably three tries. You know, with, as I said, the Sharks probably bombed four or five, but the Dogs also saved three or four just on their on their own, just that sliding defence, pushing blokes into touch, hitting blokes hard and making them drop the ball. Uh, yeah, the defensive effort. So Barney salute goes into mine well because I'm going with Luke Thompson purely because I don't think – well, we will talk about him more this year, but it'll be like, well, the Dogs were bad, but Thompson was their best player, stuff like that. So I want to give him the raps this week that they've won – he is their best player and will continue to be for the rest of the year, I think. Big reason for the – big part of the reason they won as well. Do you have a salute? Dan? I'm going to salute uh, my old mate Brian Totter. 330 oh, metres in, in a game of rugby league. I forgot to do my button. Yes. <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Never been done before. And he just – he just runs and runs and runs. He, he, he has overtook – 20 runs every week. Yeah, 200 metres every week. You know, he, 330 metres is unheard of in the NRL. And then backs up and scores a try in the last. And scores tries, yeah. makes tackles. A, he'll end up with the highest super coach t- of all time. Uh, I'm. Guarantee it. He'll score a hat trick one week and get 250 meters, and he'll get just two, get, get 300. 300 takes, super coach. You know what? Takes I think high he's going to win the Dagenos this year too. He's just yeah. I've got to salute that. When we talk about effort in a week where we've all of us have spoken about effort, that's what he is. He's that's effort. Utter effort. That's that's effort. And other blokes. Wow. Well, actually, draw a comparison. Actually, because I, I compared him to last year's David Nofaluma. The, the effort Dave Nerville put in to get over Jason, Jason Saab on the weekend, where he stood there, and in the week before he did it against some other peanut, where he just didn't jump, just stood there and went, oh, well, he'll get over me. And what Tuo does each and every week is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I can't hold Tuo's pocket when it comes to effort. I agree yeah, with that, especially this year. It's, it could, you know why? Because he's got his four-year deal. Why he is, is And you know what? We've t- oh, he's not the fastest winger. He's not the biggest winger. He's not the strongest winger, whatever. But he consistently runs for the most meters and makes you the know least what? errors. If Makasivo's against him, you're not going to you're not in fear of him getting demolished, are you? Because you a hundred percent. Like I, I would have Tai in the New South Wales team in a in a heartbeat to start start their sets off positively 100%. and 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 get off to that good start. You don't 
need that necessarily big body prototype kind of bloke. There's not many blokes that jump over the top well, of him, especially and when he tries. And, and to compare apples to apples, especially because he's going to be up against what Coates and not Mead, not Coates and Don, who like or Kyle felt. felt, yeah, like, really, uh, yeah. Thompson, but. Um, oh, Corey Thompson. Yeah. yeah, well, Corey Thompson's well, a Queensland. Get that well, slap last week, um, I, I asked you guys whether you'd have Tupo or Toto, and you said at the moment Tupo just because of size. But when, if, when's the point going to come where you just size comes out of it because he's playing that good? I'm the best player. Yeah, like wh- I would still pick Tua. I think Freddie will still pick Tupo. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, that's basically what we said. We said we both said that we'd pick we'd all three. I think all four should pick him, but, but I know what Freddie will do. I'm pretty He's sure they're going to go with Tupu just because it's that last minute option if you need to bomb to the seven foot bloke. Bomb and and, the and bloke. they're not going to not pick Fox. Yeah. It, it, is there a point though, even for Freddie, where he's like, yeah, you've no, got to have him? Because last year they no Flynn was clearly the best winger, and yeah, they went with the old firm. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't. He disappeared. If Luai gets five eight, maybe. But maybe just for combinations. But I'm ready to slap, and uh, you wanted it, Barney. So go ahead. I'm going to slap Parotti. <laughs> like I know he got 99 super coach points and got a try, but the bloke single-handedly bombed four tries, and three of them, all he had to do, it wasn't last tackle. All he had to do was come back inside instead of going for the fucking corner to score a try, and they still would have had the ball on the line. And they lost the ball, turned it over, and didn't get any points out of it and lost field position accordingly. So, Gumpy? Luke Brooks yeah. didn't turn up. Um, so you said your team didn't turn up. You didn't turn up, Luke. So sit on the bus and not turn <laughs> up and give someone else a run. But I'm giving you a big slap. Uh, I'll go next. I'm actually going to slap uh, Nathan Brown, the coach Nathan Brown, for ever yes. suggesting that RTS not play fullback. And yep. what world did that ever seem like a good idea? <laughs> Again, a little bit out of love because they've done a good, an okay job. But, like, you've got one of the 10 best players in the comp, arguably, and you're moving him to accommodate an 18-year-old, don't do it again. I'm going the Tigers, and it's not because they're bad. It's not because they're good. It's because they're that inconsistent. As I said, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing, honestly. They are bad. No, but you can't say they're bad when they're nearly beating premiership contenders. Like, I'd rather support a team that's crap because usually it's easier to work out what's wrong and what they need to do, whether they do it or not. The Tigers, it's like, well, this is wrong. Then the next week they seem to fix it. Then they go off it again. So I'm going to slap the Tigers hard, and I want them to either end up being a good team or a bad team for the rest of the year, so we see where we need to go from 2022. And enough of this bullshit where they're oh well, we nearly beat consistently good or consistently bad, so they know where they're going from here. Because it's like okay, Hastings is coming in, that's one thing, but like the their forwards were called soft by Michael Ennis over last week. But when they're playing well, their forwards are their best. Like yep. the forwards go up against any forward pack in the competition and they nearly beat them. So, like, yeah, it's just that consistency for me. Either be good or be bad. No, very good. Uh, on that very positive note, we're going to wrap up the review show. It has been Footy and Frothies. Uh, yeah, find us on Instagram, Ollie's Sensational Work, YouTube, through the Beer Garden Empire YouTube page. On Facebook, you've made it this far deep. And we'll be back very shortly to preview round eight. Yeah.